All right, where are y'all at? I am at the uh, Faith Family Church in Chandler, Arizona today. We are uh, coming at you live from a very special event. The Children's Health Defense is sponsoring a screening of Anecdotals, the film by Jennifer Sharp. Uh, a lot of the injured have been gaslit at the very least. They have no help. And we're going to talk to them and talk about it and help them. And uh, that's going to be starting up after the show today, uh, 4 o'clock to 7.30, local time, Chandler, Arizona, outside. There it is. Super Don's got it. But in order to get there, we got to talk to some awesome people today. Uh, Dr. Chrisana uh, is going to join us first, Shackelford, and we were just discussing her perspective. Timing couldn't be better on the vaccine injury. She was at the big uh, hearing, or uh, we'll find out about it, that uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Johnson hosted. And uh, then in hour two, uh, we've got some follow-up on some very interesting topics, including healing the infertility epidemic. Anthony uh, Semeroff and Dr. Megan Manko. Uh, so that's coming up. We've got a homeopathic hit of the day. In fact, it's something I actually grow. We'll show you that too. Skin health on tap here today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Check it out at robertscottbell.com slash live. That's the new way that you can see it live at robertscottbell.com or wherever you are. Say hello in the chat room and uh, we'll be back to crank up health, freedom and healing liberty like nowhere else in broadcast media. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. All right, it's quiet here at the moment, but it'll get rowdy later. We have a special edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, a live remote from Chandler, Arizona. And th this is a, a kind of those happenstance moments where you're like, how did this come together? Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, Jennifer Sharp, my friend who did the film Anecdotals, uh, Children's Health Defense has sponsored a couple of screenings in Arizona. They just had it in uh, Tucson on Sunday. Here we are Tuesday, February 27th in Chandler, Arizona for a screening. And it's the it's scheduled to go from four to seven. No, the movie is not that long. But after the movie, there'll be some presentations. I will present as well on uh, the, the COVID vaccine injuries. A little bit of uh, what to do about it. And, you know, it's not going to be comprehensive, but it's a starting point. It's the starting of the conversation to help people, get people to get help. And I think Dr. Sean Centner's Center is going to be here as well and and others. And and Jennifer Sharp, filmmaker, will be here. Children's Health Defense, Polly Tommy, the CHD bus. You should be like the Vax bus. So there's a lot going on uh, today and, and then tomorrow. Uh, and I'm uh, just, uh, you know, amazed how these things come together. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody reunioning and also helping the people that are suffering the most. And many of them, uh, they had no idea what they were getting into. Uh, some, you know, were 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 filled by filled with fear and and operated on the fear and then took the in the injection or or injections. Um, others, uh, you know, never knew the things that we knew here because they weren't they didn't know about the Robert Scott Bell Show, the best kept secret in health talk media, or else they wouldn't have gotten the injection. Uh, and then it was politicized, extraordinarily politicized. You know, they hated it. Remember this? They hated the shot when Trump was doing warp speed because he was still president because they hated they had derangement syndrome. And then they loved it when Biden came in. The same darn thing 
that was com- meant to com- went to completion and and hit the marketplace through emergency use authorization. So uh, people are uh, I don't want to be mean and say people are stupid, but I mean it's easy to say things like that. But they're naive, they're programmable. You know, we all are potentially. And in that way, it resulted in, I'd say, one of the worst disasters in the history of public health, modern medicine, et cetera. And they're always at the cornerstone, these doctors, at the delivery of dangerous death-inducing substances. And if they don't induce death right away, then it's suffering all the way on out. And that's what we're seeing. And that's why also we're working on behind the scenes, uh, you know, kind of a long COVID. And I realize that term doesn't have a definition and it may be built on other things, but that concept of people who are suffering chronically even worse than before since the COVID injections came to be. So we're working on that as well. In addition, doesn't mean we won't cover these topics when I'm on the air uh, Monday through Friday live, uh, three to five plus Eastern time and uh, Sundays, a, a pre-recorded Sunday conversation. So uh, before we get into some of the subject matters, and one of it relates to the science, I got to bring Super Don into this mix here because yesterday, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, you threw down a little bit of a gauntlet challenge to me because I've been winning these challenges of the week. And <clears throat> yes. uh, you said you need to retire because you're just winning all the time. And, you know, isn't that like a Trump thing? Win, we're going to win, win, win. Is that not, that's not a good thing or something? But. <clears throat> Like a Charlie Sheen thing, right? Yeah. Oh, is that it? Winning. Um, Winning. That's right. So yes. I, I I went to a nine round in uh, um, here in Arizona this morning. I've been to it before at previous events that I've been. So it was a great workout. But to your point, it's not as much of a challenge anymore. I'll acknowledge that. So what I did before I went to nine round this morning, mm-hmm. I looked up my old friend, uh, Shane Ellison. He's got the place called Element Jiu-Jitsu. If you remember Shane, he's the... the um, uh, pharmacist, uh, it was the people's pharmacist, people's pharmacist. Yeah. 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 He was, uh, uh, you know, studying to be, he's a research chemist. He went in on tamoxifen and showed him it caused cancer. And they got, they said, uh, no way you can't say that. And he went out and created a, a, a line of products that are excellent as well, but he takes no prisoners when it comes to this. And he started a kind of a jujitsu place in uh, Scottsdale. I went there okay. this morning. I met another guy named Robert who had been doing it for two and a half years. He was the instructor. And I saw two of uh, Shane's kids, but Shane was up flying. So I left mm-hmm. a message through the kids. And then he, he just messaged me, dude. He said, what size gi do you wear? I'm like, oh, dude, I haven't Uh-oh. worn a gi since I took judo <laughs> and as, a, as a child. Uh-oh. So, Super Don, it looks like you better get your butt out into the gym because it, it looks okay. like I'm going to take a two-hour jujitsu class with Shane Ellison. He's going to kick my ass. I'm just going to say it straight well, out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's why you're down there in Arizona. It wasn't the reason I came to Arizona. No, no, I understand. But the, but well, the deal is that when you yeah. come back from Arizona, you got to yeah. keep doing it. Oh, the, you, now you're down. You're changing I mean, the rules. I mean, wait, wait, you want me to go down to the gym for two hours? So then then we're even and then I can come back home and sit on my butt. It's a start. It's a start. OK. Anyway, <clears> I, I just want to let you know the things I was trepidatious. I think that's about, cool. Now, please, please take pictures we're, or have we'll somebody probably. take pictures or something. Right. Yeah. You got to yeah. prove it. I know. I know. Because, you know, you're a shady character. I don't know if I can trust you. Right. Yes. No. Well, look, <laughs> I, I blew up the 58 to 60 burpees into th- something that they weren't. They were actually ki- kind of easy. But right. this, no, I don't think I'm blowing it up into something easy. There's no way. Yeah, I, this is real. I, yeah. I don't th- I don't think Shane's going to be too tough on you. Just I don't right know. He's, he's pretty badass. All right. So All let's right. Uh, let's open up with the story that you, you had sent me about egotistical uh, researchers fueling a credibility crisis in science. Now, when I read this headline, Super Don, it means a number of things to me. One, um, 
that these researchers are concerned because there are people questioning the science, right? Mm -hmm. And they're no longer like the epitome of the top flight of intelligence. People are questioning them right, left, and center because I would argue there's more corruption in their science and their belief system, which is a belief system. It's a bunch of BS, a lot of it, uh, than there is legitimacy. And this is not to say there isn't legitimacy in science because science is a method, scientific method, to uncover things about the world we live in. To, to discover the mysteries and help explain them and hopefully learn from them. Uh, but in much of science, it has become or devolved into marketing of medicine, marketing of injections that are very dangerous and deadly that, that will then deny has any side effect, even though they acknowledge, well, yeah, everything has a side effect, which is, as I argue, a direct effect that is not marketable. And so if we look at the vaccine industrial complex and it's manifested now as mRNA injection technology with everything, you know, lipid nanoparticles, you name it, we can get into issues of uh, snake venom peptides as well, which is very real in, in big pharma. Uh, mm. You know, the lisinoprils, all of these drugs, many of these drugs have a uh, basis in them, including Gila monster toxins, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we've covered all of that. <clears throat> so it's not far-fetched. It's not a fantasy. It's a pharmaceutical fantasy made real. Uh, but we're looking at these egotistical researchers saying, uh, well, they're fueling a credibility crisis. But the question is, do they recognize, will they look in the mirror and say, it's our fault? Or will they say, it's the fault of you homeopaths who dare to question the science when you're not in any way, shape or form scientific because you're one of those energy medicine woo-woo people? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so do we get anywhere? Can we make headway? I think so. People like Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack and IPAC. Um, I have another friend, Gopi, who I, you know, we, we did a, a project, another documentary film called Utah Safe and Effective. He's a PhD level scientist and he's establishing also a scientific uh, symposia that have, are bringing, bringing back that credibility that is lost to egotistical researchers. So yes. Super D, what do you say in, in the angle that this is taking? <clears throat> well, uh, as we've talked about it before in the past, uh, especially when you get into these scientists um, that are very vocal on the internet, the ones that have a tendency to give us a hard time and anybody else that happens to speak of anything besides, uh, drug surgery or radio, you know, radiation, mm -hmm. chemotherapy. Yeah. Um, the, ego is definitely in play in that situation. And the more you look at what they say and the things that they write, I won't name names, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I I am convinced that at some point in life, uh, some of these people that became scientists or doctors looked at the, 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 the profession and realized that they were a good fit mm -hmm. because they knew that once they achieved that, 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 uh, that level where they could put on the white coat and they could look down their nose at some people and judge them. Uh, and let their their malignant narcissism fly, right? Mm -hmm. um, that that was where they fit in well. And so, <clears throat> with that said, in this particular study, uh, what, what happened? This was in Sweden, and uh, what they they found uh, is that uh, there's a credibility crisis in the scientific community. And they did a survey of over thirty three thousand Swedish researchers and found that nearly all of the researchers consider themselves as good or better than average in following good research practices, and which, which apparently, I guess, is a statistical improbability hmm. when you look at it. They asked each of these uh, researchers to compare their adherence to good research practices 
against their colleagues and their research field against other fields. And the results showed that 55% of respondents rated themselves as equal to others in ethical standards, while 44% of them considered themselves better than their colleagues. And so what the, the, the conclusion on this here is that uh, it points out that the belief in, in their own field uh, being superior to others, that they are superior to others, could hinder what they say is interdisciplinary collaboration and advancements in research. In other words, uh, it's, it's a, a, a problem. Yeah. Because, and this is reflected when you look at the studies that they do, the results that they come up with. Um, there's a bias in science, even though they won't admit it. Yeah. There's a huge bias in science and it's reflected in the results of the studies. You know, we've talked about this before where it's like, you know, we'll read these studies and you can tell just by, you don't even have to be a scientist. You can look at this and you can tell when at the end of the day, when you're done looking at the results of this study, that the study was designed around an already foregone conclusion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's obvious. Well, I I, look, I can, you know, we pointed this out. There are a lot of people driven by ego. And, and this is true in almost all endeavors on planet Earth. It is a vulnerability we have. And I talk about that as human beings. What vulnerabilities do we have? We are naive often. We are programmable. We can be driven by ego. I think that's one of the, you know, the biggest downfalls of Trump. You know, the, you, you, you appeal to his ego. You were right in there. But, uh, um, you know, this is not to say how how would i say this that ego can't be used for good you know you have to have some ego to reach well, out you want, into the world you want, and do yeah, things you want to yeah, yeah otherwise otherwise why bother right yeah i but, mean you want you want to do better you want to do good you want right. everybody wants to be right right mm-hmm. you know on some level but the problem that you've got is uh there's a um if if somebody becomes too confident that they're mm-hmm. right and they yeah. know everything and they're better than everybody else like me I know, totally like you. <laughs> you know, there's this overestimation, yeah. the self overestimation, right? Um, that they lose the ability to look at their their own situation and be critical mm-hmm. of their own practices and their ethical standards yeah. and stuff, right? You know, when you stop looking at yourself critically, um, then or laughing at yourself, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mistakes are going to be made. Well, here, if I say this, I'm going to state this, and we're going to bring on our guest this hour. She's terrific. Um, the vaccine industrial complex got it wrong from the word go going back to Jenner, the idea that you can artificially stimulate an antibody production to protect you from a given disease is, I would say an immature immunologically immature concept that is not fully taken into consideration the destruction to the immune system by the methods used to elicit the antibody response. Now, it used to be just ripping the, you know, the skin open, cutting it open and shoving pus in there and they've refined it. It's more scientific, but yet the debris field in there, even in the COVID injection schedule, they've, they've identified contaminant DNA and other contaminants. So it's a, it's a horrific practice. I call it medieval. And I think one day we'll look back at it much like, um, bones did in the star trek movie when they went back to save the whales you know barbaric he would talk about modern medicine Mm. of the 20th century well i think we're going to look back at that one day but it's driven by egos people have been bought and sold the agencies our regulatory agents have been captured uh nih is captured you name it and there's a not a lot of good science happening that is just genuinely we want to find out what's going on let's reveal the facts to lead to some truths 
we like to do that here. They may not like to. It's not as profitable, perhaps, there at that level. But here we go. Now there are hearings happening at Washington, D.C. level, senatorial hearings. Ron Johnson has had them in. Criticisms of it say it doesn't reach far enough, go deep enough. Yet at the same time, those institutions are loath to self-reflect at all. So that this is happening even a little, I think, is good. But I'm not delusional that, well, it's all over. We've succeeded. We've won. And I don't think our guest believes that either. But she's doing her level best and has been for a long time. Dr. Krasana Shackelford joins us now. Uh, we have her linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com if you want to check it out, where to go. Uh, the website here, realreactions.com. Dot org realreactions.org. I appreciate so much what she's doing. She's going to give us some updates on what happened at the, the Johnson hearing and more. Krasana, welcome. Dr. Krasana, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Oh, first of all, Robert, thanks for having me. Feel free to call me Shaq throughout the show. My mother named me Krasana, and I usually, it comes out chrysanthemum 99% of the time. So, <laughs> well, we, like, Shaq, we, like, we like flowers here. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do calendula no, later is, so yeah shack is good please feel you, free um you you gonna dunk on shack shack on shack <laughs> i'm neither tall nor do i know how to play ball <laughs> no worries but you but you are playing a very important game and i, and I don't mean to make it little or, or lighten the seriousness of it as i pointed out the the dangerousness the deadliness uh, of just the COVID injections alone but i will go back as many people like peter uh, mccullough have now done and said you know what i'm not giving my grandkids any vaccines now as a homeopath i could say hallelujah it's about time but i didn't know that growing up i was raised pharmaceutically medically etc so I, I came through that and had to unlearn it and relearn so we've got an entire system in the west particularly that has adopted uh, vaccines as as basically sacrament in in a church or a cult and how do you break through that even with all the science that we have it hasn't kind of really made a dent and now we're seeing all of the injuries finally play a role to impact some people there whose hearts had been hardened like pharaoh and suddenly it may be weakened maybe an opening i don't know you tell me i'd like to think the best is happening at the same time i'm skeptical too and i think it's important to have a healthy skepticism about what's going on you let me know what's going on in there because you were right there yeah, so it's interesting. So as I was talking um, before we came on air, I, I just sort of gave a brief background about where I was at this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just going to I'm going to start at this weekend um, because, as you may or as your audience may or may not know, the International Crisis Summit used to be the International COVID Summit um, took place. It was um, at the Gaylord, um, and uh, CPAC was right next door. We um, had an incredible um, group of of just scientists, lawyers, academicians, um, politicians, um, all come together, really, really laser focused on one thing, telling their story again, but with this sort of, if you will, end state of saying, at some point we need to operationalize what it is we all uh, have experienced and turn it into policy and turn it into change. So that was very, 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 very interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't want to drop names. I can just tell you that, you know, it was everybody from the Edward Dows to the Kevin McKiernan's to, you know, the, you know, the Dr. Robert Malone's. Um, and, you know, again, all of these, you know, the, the European contingent was actually incredible. Um, so I had an opportunity this weekend to basically thread a needle, which is a little bit unusual in that audience. Um, as I said, um, at a particular um, session, um, I'm the warfighter in the bunch, and I smiled and I said, "We've got a lot of doctors in the house, and we're the warfighters because we're in a war." Um, and um, it just sort of came together. And as I was explaining to you guys earlier, um, I actually had a chance to speak 
and my speech thread the needle between my own personal vaccine injury, the defense issue, the national security issue, and oh, by the way, we need to ask some hard questions about toxicity, contamination, and exposure. So I put, I packaged all that together in a way that was very, very uniquely nuanced, and um, I'm happy to talk about it and how it fits into um, real reactions. Wow, dude. I, I that was just, mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And, and you know, the question of uh, breaking through the, I don't know if it's a castle wall, but I mean, it's like this hard, solidified, crystallized consciousness of worshiping these injections. Remember, even the people that have acknowledged and recognized, like Senator Ron Johnson, the injuries are real. We'll start by saying, I'm still in favor of all vaccines. Don't uh, right. don't call me an anti. I'm like, stop it. This has got to stop. This is like worshipful, inappropriately so to a religion or a cult, not a scientific, a sound scientific uh, practice. At this point, well, I think it's well, become well, obvious. For, I might add, too. Um, if you've had a chance to listen to some of some, there's been some incredible interviews lately um, about the DOD role in sort of this uh, industrial censorship complex, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had another opportunity to talk to somebody about uh, NATO's, NATO, NATO's role in what I call paragovernmental censorship forces. NATO's role when they came out with a doctrine of inoculation theory to go after anti-vaxxers and misinformation. Wow. This was in 2021. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why our message doesn't break through. And there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people are still stuck on, you know, this is the right thing to do. And mm -hmm. it, it's, we've got to be able to find a way to navigate, you know, the, the information warfare, if you will, um, component of this, we've got to find a way to start helping. We've got to find a way to start healing and providing some sort some measure of respite to these guys. Um, it, it, it's an incredibly difficult space right now. I'm, I'm the first to admit it and you, and you and your audience certainly understands this. Yeah, I, well, yeah, we, we've been at this for a long time. It's my 25th year broadcasting, 30 years as a homeopath. And, uh, you know, to witness what's occurred because of COVID, as much as it's been a disaster for so many, it really is what perhaps was needed to shake up the consciousness for those to finally be willing to see the things that many of us have been pointing out. I'm not the only one. Uh, and, you know, you, you had mentioned before we got on the air, like in 1989, you kind of saw some stuff going on. I'm like, you, that's way ahead of many people in that regard. So you, you, you knew that the injury to these children would impact this generation we're witnessing right now as adults. I did as somebody that was, um, you know, in my, in my professional uh, career, I just retired after 32 years, um, warfare, uh, warfare strategy, warfare defense. But I sort of stepped, took a step back and I went, you know what? And I wrote the line in 1989, which was um, essentially the healthcare crisis of our children today becomes the national security and defense readiness crisis of tomorrow. Um, I little did I know in 1989 um, how much I would be involved in understanding uh, that issue and trying to reshape um, our defense posture. Um, in fact, you know, I talk about redefining, you know, defense readiness. That that is a part of it. Um, and to be honest with you, after like everybody else, my story is no different than anybody else's. I too had to live through, you know, the mandates. I was Department of Defense, you know, employee. The mandates came down. Oh, by the way, as somebody that came out of the intelligence community after 32 years, I also held a security clearance. 
And they added additional layer of coercion and bullying, which said, first and foremost, we're going to threaten your job. Second of all, we're going to actually flag your clearance if you don't comply. And I had to take a step back and go, hmm, you've just basically said that my personal medical decision can be equated with my inability to be trustworthy uh, and hold a security clearance. And I walked out the door. Um, but that led me to an incredible group of people that I had already sort of you know, been working with. Um, Children's Health Defense was one of them. I had an opportunity to serve as their military fellow. Um, and then, of course, um, I think we did some groundbreaking work standing up the military chapter for CHD. So, you know, you, you mentioned Polly. I'm like, give shout out to Polly um, and some of the folks um, uh, later on. But um, this has been a very, very interesting journey. And like I said, there's a, I, I walk this interesting line between defense um, DOD, mm -hmm. war fighting, warfare, and what does it have to do with everything that we're living through now? And how do we, how do we fight the war? If I can use the sort of the war, you know, the warfare terminology, how do we achieve the objective that we want to in the future right. in the midst of all of this? You're asking the right questions and you are not naive because you, you know, war and warfare, it, it is about killing people and breaking things and, you know, doing all the horrible things that, you know, we'd like to say, well, it would be great if we didn't have to do that. Right. And, it, you know, or what if they threw a war and, and, and no one decided, no one showed up, <laughs> you know, what if they gave a crisis and nobody came and nobody came. Right. <laughs> uh, but we, as I said, we are very manipulable, manipulatable, programmable species. If they know how to peak our emotions just right, they can get us to do ho just horrendous things to each other, much less to ourselves, because I believe the COVID injection policies, mandates, you were, were not just homicidal, but suicidal, because it got people to take these things that really weren't mandated. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, they made it difficult to not take them based on certain circumstances. Like you said, whether right. you're DOD or others, I've had friends in the military and the Coast Guard that have left because they would not subject themselves to this, you know, potentially deadly shot. Uh, so speaking of life and death, to tackle this issue can risk your life if oh, you get too close, because there's so much money and power in, uh, invested in the injection technology. Now, the next level being mRNA of everything mm -hmm. uh, that you're, you know, how do you navigate that? We talk about strategy so that you don't end up a collateral damage to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's we've got to understand how to harden our own battle space, if you will. And I use the I use the expression, which is 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 not unfamiliar in my community, maybe for some of your listeners, which is we've already had a softening of the battlefield. The so, that softening of our battlefield has been going on for some time. We sort of, you know, typically think we expect to see, you know, when the tanks start rolling down our streets, then we're in war. Well, actually, we've been in war for quite a while, um, and it is these incredibly powerful entities, whether it's the World Health Organization, WEF, you name it, that have been become enmeshed into our political structures, our financial systems. Um, and it's just this sort of incredible digital, I use the word digital panopticon um, to paraphrase somebody else that, that basically said, you know, we've had a digital coup d'etat. But through this technology, there's been this incredible tightening of the systems that are in play that will almost it's almost it's going to be incredibly hard to get out of so how do we harden yeah. ourselves down and figure out how to navigate that is a part of the issue against a backdrop of let me just bring it back to um, the vaccine injured the injection injured against a backdrop of a completely broken disability compensation program 
Um, we just had the hearings, um, I think it was last week, I, I, I tweeted it out, um, where there was, you know, just a, a very robust uh, discussion about the fact that CICP is broken, the countermeasures injury protection program. Um, and um, I would add for our listeners that are focused on the defense angle, um, for those service members that have been harmed by the injection as well, um, when they actually step out of the military, they have the opportunity to go to the VA. The VA has a program through the PAC Act that says, hey, have you been exposed to a toxin? We have this toxic exposure risk activity. Come in for a screening. Have you been exposed to Agent Orange? Have you been exposed to burn pits? Have you been exposed to contamination, environmental contamination? And I'll pull that thread with some of the work that Kevin McKiernan is doing. Um, but unfortunately, we know through whistleblowers that um, they actually have a policy, an internal policy inside their standard operating procedure that says, you know what, for the purpose of terror, this toxic exposure risk activity, there's no such thing as a long-term adverse effect from a vaccine. Hmm. So I bring that all the way back to, are our armed forces even going to get the disability compensation they need for a vaccine injury? We know that we have a disability program for through our government you know, systems that are broken. Enter me and a couple other organizations, which are precious few on the, uh, out there right now. I finally said, because I'm, I'm, I lived it as well. I lived, I lived the dream. Um, we stood up a nonprofit to say, you know what? We're going to help where our government systems have failed us. We're going to start figure, finding a way to fund directly yes. someone that has been horribly financially, um, you know, impacted and. Um, harm significantly harmed by a vaccine so real reactions was stood up in in the summer of 2020 uh 2022 um we've been around for a little while uh we had a very small footprint when we first started um we are 100 donation driven obviously covid injections sort of you know stepped in and and took a lot of that airtime, which was certainly appropriate um i will share with you robert that the difference between us um, and some of the other organizations is we will support any vaccine injury, not just the COVID injection injuries. Um, because again, I'm shingles vaccine injured. I was paralyzed with that shingles, live shingles vaccine, um, mm. uh, the um, Zostervax, which they've since pulled off right. the market. But didn't I lived have, it. I, Dr. Yeah. Shaq, you didn't you have chicken pox as a child? So I did, interestingly enough. Yeah. And I unfortunately, or I don't know what happened to me. I had been in and out of Iraq five times. I've had five deployments to Iraq, one to Afghanistan, two to Kosovo, one to Bosnia. And of course, every time I went in and out of theater, it was, hey, get your booster anthrax vaccines, get your smallpox, get your this and get your that. I came home after my last deployment, tired, exhausted. And my uh, primary care physician at the time said, you know what you need to do, Shaq? You're getting on in age, you know, and you need to, you know, you're getting older. You need to worry about that shingles. Um, and why don't you just go down and get a shingles vaccine? I drove out of that doctor's office. I drove into my local Walgreens up the street, walked in, didn't have a thought in my mind. I was just super, super exhausted that day. And my life changed forever. So, well, yeah. th this is where I talk about our military men and women, or even if you're a contractor DOD, I mean, you become cannon fodder, not because mm -hmm. you're being thrown into actual battles often, but you are before you even get to be in a field of battle. If you're a soldier, you are a recipient of an assault, a yes. medical pharmaceutical assault, because the DOD is owned by the military, well, say the military, but the medical industrial complex. So sure. uh, I've said it's more powerful and dangerous and deadly because it has the 
illusion that it's here to help heal you, relieve you, cure you, when in reality it brings disease, de decay, degeneration, and death. And, you know, it, it's I think the military-industrial complex is more honest because we know what they're about. There's no illusion there. With the medical one, a lot of deception, a lot of deception. I'm not saying it's purest driven snow in the military. There's a lot of corruption there too. But those that go through it subject their bodies to such uh, experimentation like you had uh, to weaken a God-given immune system that you've survived as much as you did. You know, my wife was, um, her her father was in the military, but in dependency schools overseas, and they hammered mm -hmm. her because they traveled around the world. And so mm -hmm. she was ser seriously injured. And, you know, I think we're still dealing with resolving a lot of those issues that go back very decades, decades, decades. Um, when I first started learning of homeopathy, my mentor in homeopathy came from Belgium initially, originally, and he was injured as a child by the smallpox vaccine. Back then was the cowpox vaccine. And mm -hmm. 50, 60, 70 years later, he was still dealing with the repercussions of it, homeopathically, thankfully. But we have got to open up our response to look beyond pharmaceutical uh, solutions because they're the ones that created this problem. We need to look at all of the ancient traditions and bring them back. So to your point, I actually, um, early on, I wrote this, I wrote a paper and I asked, what does the autism epidemic have to do with national security and defense readiness? Embedded in that article that I wrote, um, I actually made the point, number one, that you just brought out, which is the Department of Defense is um, basically only allowed to, if you will, go with CDC guidelines. And so what I recommended was that we do war games outside of the Department of Defense, bring in all of the non quote unquote non-traditional healers. Let's have a very, very concerted conversation about um, where would what would that medical advice look like if we had if we weren't solely dependent on the CDC? I mean, if I heard it once, I heard it 100 times. I'm sorry, Shaq, I can't help you. You we, we, we you know, we're the Department of the Army or whatever. And we could only follow CDC guidelines. And it, it was just total and abject nonsense. I said, yeah. but but we would not understand if it was an adversary, and 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 somehow or other would we trust only that adversarial uh, institution and say, well, they're the pillar of excellence? No, you know. But yet we would assume that the CDC is absolutely straightforward and it's providing the right guidance, and the entire Department of Defense was sub subjected to whatever mm -hmm. came out of the CDC. And we, and I think this audience is incredibly familiar with what came out of the CDC. Yeah. You're and, going that's to got, the, and that's got to change. You're going to the very institutions that were the causative agents, if not the corrupt uh, co-factors, sometimes direct mm -hmm. factors in this disaster. And you're going to them and say, hey, solve the problem you created. Right. And thinking that they're actually going to be able to do it or have the desire to do it. Uh, so this, again, comes back to a little bit of the naivete or maybe it's just a bad habit. And I want to ask you, Shaq, about this going into the Ron Johnson hearing. Tell me how many homeopaths, how many herbalists, how many chiropractors, how many naturopaths were testifying there? Yeah. None. One, not even one? I, to my, to the best of my knowledge, none. Yeah. I would have to, I'm, I'm sort of doing a sort of a, a mental picture in my mind as yeah. to who was sitting at the table. I can pretty much name almost all of them. Um, and I and I'm am not, not, I'm not denigrating them for being no. there doing their thing. That's not my point in saying that it's a matter of you're dealing with an, uh, a mindset, even though much of those minds have been changed that are up there presenting, but that mindset is corrupted from the word go because of their training. And it mm -hmm. is not encompassing the things that, you know, as I mentioned, the types of professions that go back hundreds, if not thousands of years before modern medicine, uh, completely eliminated from any 
discussion point, never invited to the table. Right. And yet there are other groups outside of this that are engaging, which is good. But to look at these government hearings to say, well, that's going to solve it. As I said, I'm not I'm not one going, oh, there's it's worthless. It's not because you're exposing people to new things that they haven't considered. That's great. But to think that the same entities that cause the problem are going to be the ones that solve it. That's like looking for bigger government to solve the problem of already big government. No. And again, again, I go I, I think back to the paper that I, that, that I wrote um, which literally said, okay, Department of Defense, you need to have a war game to find out what, number one, you know, what, how is our defense readiness posture? How, how has it been impacted? And again, yeah. I pulled the autism epidemic exclusively because I said, we will not have an enlistment eligible force if we do not address the health crisis of our kids. Yeah. We don't understand if we don't address the epidemic, autism epidemic alone with the numbers, by the year 2030, it'll be one and two. And yeah. And, Who's and China, eligible to China can to walk even, right in. Right, right. And so right if in. we no do difference. not understand yeah. that there's a there's an element there that said we naively exclusively relied on CDC guidance. Mm -hmm. um, we've got to break that model. And Captured honestly, agency, that's why yeah. that's why I say, you know, bring the Department of Defense conversation back into this conversation. It doesn't it's not natural. It doesn't roll off people's tongues. Right. Um, but <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But let's try to do it. Yep. So uh, Andrew's asking, Andrew Kelly is asking a question here. Um, is Real Reactions, again, we have it, realreactions.org in the website uh, linked as well, to help military members only? Thank you for all you're doing. Uh, answer to that. We have opened it up to anyone. Um, I have a particular focus. I am particularly sympathetic, and I'm sympathetic to everybody. But no, it is anybody. Um, this is not just a military um, organization just for service members. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are, it doesn't matter. You know, and, and again, regardless of your vaccine injury, it, it can be the shingles vaccine. It could be, you know, the MMR vaccine. Um, it could be, you know, you know, pick pick a vaccine, um, Garcel. But if you've been harmed by it, you've been financially harmed, significantly financially harmed, um, then we are going to do our best again if if we can, you know, raise our donations. And I have, I'm just going to tell your audience right now, I have a ten million dollar goal right now. So it's it's a it's a decent number and um, I aim to get there. We aim to get there. And at some point, if we can go ahead, um, the way we are set up, I will go ahead and explain this since I'm here on this point right now. The way we're set up is we worked very, very closely with the IRS to make sure that we were um, compliant with regard to regulations because I wanted to be able to write grants. In other words, I wanted to be able to write a check directly to you. If you come to me and you say, I've been injured, I've got you know, X, Y, and Z that has happened to me. Um, we established a set of criteria. Um, there's a, a, a pretty, it's an independent screening process, but there is a screening process. We do, we do um, need some proof. Um, I just need to let the audience know that. I think this is just one of the ways we just have to make sure that, you know, um, we have some way to do that. The IRS sure. will come back and can, could come back and say, hey, you know, did you submit your VARES number? Did you Do you have a VARES ID? Do you have CICP ID? Um, there's some other things that we yeah, ask you're, for. Yeah, you're doing it all according to the quote unquote book. Uh, uh, we are doing I, it according yeah. quote unquote yeah. book. And But again, the, the goal is if we can have enough money, let's say right now, the, the initial goal was we were going to try to uh, provide grants um, roughly around $10,000 per. Um, that didn't happen because we're donation driven. So we had to adjust our numbers. It's just reality. It's just part of our part of the challenge right now. And so if as we pool enough of the donations together, once we get 
a, a, a sum that we are comfortable that is going to make a difference, we will take that and provide it to um, the next person that has, you know, filled out the paperwork. And we have an independent panel that screens it. And again, it doesn't matter. You do not have to be military. You can be military, mm-hmm. um, but it is not exclusive to the military. Okay. Now, uh, realreactions.org is the site. We have it linked up. Uh, you know, Also, I've interviewed uh, Brianne Dressen from React 19, yep. another organization yep. trying to do, I don't know yep. how, if there are parallel tracks, everybody's got their unique niche in that regard. But, you know, she she really went in. Her story, you might know, like she, she volunteered for the, the freaking clinical trial. Yep. And was injured in that and then found out there's nobody helping her out now. Right. And so she had invested as many people did to think there's goodness in government. There's good. And they really are trying to help us. And then finding out, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. It, you know, all the things you th- like to think nice about people. have been It's been obliterated. Those people right. are gone. And so, you know, what do we do? And I don't think there'll be enough money to, to compensate everybody for all of this ever. Even with the Federal I, I don't Reserve think there money. will either. Yeah. Um, and sadly, as much as. I think we're all hopeful and we're going to work very hard on reform. Disability mm-hmm. compensation reform is, 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 you know, front and center in terms of, you know, what we publicly talk about. Um, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. And I have had the opportunity to talk to Joel Walscock personally. Um, I've, I've interacted with, with Bree over, over X, over Twitter. Um, and we are not in competition. I want to make sure the audience knows that um, yeah. they are very, they are exclusively focused on the COVID injections. And the re- really the only difference is um, we, we opened it up to any vaccine. Mm-hmm. And because of my own personal experience, I knew what it was like to be broke. I was paralyzed for six months. I was doing IVIG infusions. I was spending $400 a month on supplements out of my own pocket. Insurance wasn't covering my alternative health. As you well know, it's expensive. Um, Things that I wanted to do, I wasn't able to do. Had there been an organization like Real Reactions, I would have applied for some help. It didn't exist in 2014. Um, And I say all that to say, um, I am incredibly grateful for the work of Bree and Joel Walscog uh, as founder and co-founder of React 19. Um, we basically stood up about the exact same time. Um, and um, we, there is no competition and we, are, we, we all know each other. We're, yeah. we're good. I figured as such. And, and like I said, yeah. I, I know your heart and mine in the right place as I'm um, meeting you for the first time to my memory. And I'm, you know, so impressed with what you're doing. And again, there are a lot of people that come in with good intentions, but have no earthly idea what environment terrain they're working in and they get squashed yeah. like bugs. Yeah. And, you know, the potential is there even when you know something to be harmed, as we talk about. But um, knowing your background, what you know, I know you're not going into this with any even a little bit of naivete there. None, <laughs> so none whatsoever. I, I, yeah. I, I you yeah. know, I have. I have given rally speeches. I, I I look to my left and it's Mary Holland, and I look to my right and it's Andy Wakefield, and we're all holding a bullhorn and we're out there. And I'm also acutely aware that there's a press corps out there ready to stomp on us. I've been at this a while, <laughs> and I'm still here. So, what can I help? I obviously all of these things are driven by the uh, unfortunately the the money uh, issue, but um, you know that's the system we're dealing with right now. Uh, what are the things? Do you have room for volunteers for your organization? Are there are gaps in, in what you need in outreach? What's going so, on? So right now, um, thanks to you, um, raising awareness that we that we're here, um, we have a very 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 small um, social media presence, uh, advertising presence. Um, there is no advertising budget. I'm just going to be very clear right now at this point. 
Um, I we are on X, um, Real Reactions NP, Real Reactions Nonprofit. So it's Real Reactions NP. Uh, we are on X. I I put stuff out there. I do summaries on you know really really important issues that I believe are relevant. And of course, it's the website. And beyond that, the focus right now is ramping up our effort out there to really, really raise, raise awareness. Um, and this is where I, I'm super grateful for what you're doing right now to help. Oh, to help. I appreciate it. Connecting with you is great. And, and timing couldn't have been more perfect today with this uh, screening that we're doing in Chandler, Arizona of anecdotals, story right. of, you know, real people getting really injured and then finding they mm -hmm. are abandoned by the right. system that they believed in. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, like I said, the political divide is, I believe it's its largely artificial. There are always gonna be belief systems and distinctions in terms of uh, people, even in America, we're never monolithic in our views, but um, to have the, the abject t terror and fear and hatred division based mm -hmm. on wearing masks and not wearing masks, injections, right. not, it's just distant. I mean, this is mm -hmm. full on fear porn to an extreme that it's like, it's, it's deadly. The amount of fear that they, they they put out there, and so uh, you know, getting people beyond that so they're no, no longer vulnerable, that's another big part of the mission here. In addition to yeah, if we can get people some help, if I can guide them to do some things. But as you pointed out too, at the level of the Ron Johnson Senator uh, hearings, there are none of us there. There are no, yeah. nobody's there. Nobody's invited that could speak to this in a way that precedes all of the disaster that warned that this would be a disaster. Those are not the folks. The folks that are there are the doctors who didn't know it, and now they know it. Great that they know it. I'm glad, but they're not trained fully or even at all in many of the things we're doing. Uh, my friend, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, yep. is doing great work as well as a doctor of chiropractic who's smarter than most doctors you'll ever meet uh, yep. and bring this out. So these are the people that uh, you know, are, are really bringing that, I would say a fresh approach, but it's an ancient one too, because it, it relies upon our knowledge of the energetic basis of reality. It's not all about mm -hmm. molecules, molecular reductionism, mm -hmm. but those things again are mm -hmm. far afield. They're denigrated. They're, they're thrown out and never considered as part of the, you know, the opportunity to truly prevent disease like homeoprophylaxis and or health of the liver, health of the food, moving mm -hmm. away from gene editing of these things, that kind of thing. So all of that has been invested so much in our infrastructure and our, our government system. That I, I, I love, that I love the word that you use, med medical reductionism. I'm going to have to borrow that if you don't mind, because it, again, yes. I, well, again, in my world of nonlinearity, I always talk about nonlinear warfare. It's systems of systems, complex adaptive systems. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. What yes. do we do when we go into a doctor? It's the heart doctor. It's the shoulder doctor. It's the eye doctor. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's reductionism at its, at its worst. And we have lost the art of understanding how the whole system works and how it interacts with its environment. We've mm -hmm. just completely lost that with this entirely mechanistic reductionistic um, yeah. approach to um, every field. Uh, it's, it, it dominates every single field, not just the medical field. It dominates the, the warfighter field. It dominates the lawyers. I mean, it, across the yeah. board, it's think in silos. Do not think critically. Do not enter, you know, do not Integrate. connect the dots. And, and yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to borrow that word. I appreciate it. Yeah. Remember that medical reductionism. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the idea of you can diagnose a symptom or series of symptoms that are occurring, but completely ignore the reason they're occurring and not even be interested as to why, you know, it's just like. We'll deny the why, even if we don't have evidence that, you know, that's like I said, like autism. We don't know what it is, but we know it's not the vaccines. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh really? 
yeah, you don't know what it is, but you've definitively, yeah. I'm like, I, I can't, I'm embarrassed for these doctors. I'm embarrassed for these scientists who make statements like this. I mean, one day, the, if it's not this lifetime or the next, I'll have to look at it and, and go, oh, man, I was lying to myself. As I ask mm -hmm. people, look in the mirror and, you know, take a hard look and say, you know, what's leading me? Is it ego or is it something, you know, um, I think more meaningful ultimately? Well, um, at the top of the show, you talked about the ego um, and it's a factor. It's a yeah. huge factor. It's all of a sudden you had a whole bunch of scientists that all of a sudden found out that they had a microphone and a camera. And um, yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, yeah. there's no, the, 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 you know, I think there's an expression, um, please sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we can go further than that. But yes, Dr. Kasana Shackleford. I was also a sailor and I was in the Navy, so I can. Yes, you can. Shack, as you like to be called. I love it. It's so great to connect with you. Uh, do you have any events coming up that people can meet you out and about or what's going on? So I'm actually going to be attending an event this this Friday in Fredericksburg. It's going to be a small gathering of like-minded individuals, um, predominantly military focused. Uh, we mm -hmm. are focused on military accountability. So I just will mention that. But of course, the entire issue that we're focused on with military accountability goes back to the illegal mandates and the harm that we've caused our armed forces with regard to the injection harms. Oh. Um, so that will be happening this Friday. Unfortunately, I don't have any more details for your viewers right now. Um, uh, so I was caught a little bit. On, I wasn't prepared for that one, Robert. I'll, I'll think about that. I'm going to be right. somewhere on Friday. In well, get back Virginia. to me if you know. And and uh, you know, I will. I these will. events where we can come together and see each other's uh, see each other as humans, you know, and interact outside of the yeah. electronic world, which I'm grateful for. In many ways, uh, we've reached a lot of people despite all the censorship, or maybe because of it. You know, all the deplatforming that's gone on, all of that. These attempts have created a scenario where people are finally asking the right questions, like you ask. Like, why do they not want me to know that? Mm -hmm. What is it about that that is so dangerous for me to know? And that will, you know, again, initial initialize the uh, the back, um, I don't know what we call it, the backdraft, whatever it would be, the blowback, that might be the right term, yeah, yeah. on those that have uh, initiated censorship. And then they wonder why, why don't they trust us? Well, how about right. stop lying for once right. or 10 right. times now? Maybe right. you'll get there, but they're not interested in that. They just think, you know, more power, more pressure, more suppression of speech, more censorship is going to solve the problem. It, it's right. not. It's making it worse for them. We, yeah, I can try and warn them all I want, but they're not listening. They don't even have the capacity or desire to listen to the real They're reasons. not listening, and yeah. but we've got to continue. Um, if there, there's a there's a future that we want to help shape out there, mm -hmm. there's a future that others are trying to shape for us. Um, when you talk about it the way I do, this is somebody's got a, a, an objective on how they want to, the outcome of the war, and we need to be able to very be very clear eyed that we are actually in a war. Yeah. We can call it a yeah. spiritual war. We can call it a, a, a you know, whichever, put, put a label on it. We're in mm -hmm. a war. And, well, and, um, and I like the idea of not showing up for a war at the same time. If you're in the middle of it and you're being attacked, you've got to find a way to defend yourself. And that mm -hmm. is a legitimate, you know, uh, what they call it, the uh, just war doctrine of Christianity. It isn't an offensive war. It was literally you've been invaded. Now you have to defend your life, liberty and property. And I'd like to get back to that concept rather than, you know, what it's been mod modified into by so many. And you're right, the war of modern medicine against all other forms of medicine, much less the people who are subjected to mandates and prohibitions of things that could help them. Uh, we have got to grow out of this. I mean, this is really an infantile, as I said, spiritually immature way to live, much less pharmaceutically, you know, immature way to live when we talk about um, 
the uh, dominance of uh, uh, one religion over another. We were supposed to have a plurality, you know, of, of freedom of, of religion. And right now we have the church of pharmaceutical mysticism as a state sanctioned religion in violation of the first amendment. And that's wrong. Uh, but they're not recognizing it as a religion or a cult like I do. And until they do, they're going to be subject to the belief system, thinking that it might actually be science. I don't know what happened to uh, Shaq there. She just disappeared a second ago. Uh, maybe I went too far. <laughs> I don't think I did. Not with her. She was cool. So, uh, Super D, we're almost ready for a homeopathic hit of the day as well. And we've got our hour two guests hopefully lined up. Um, that I'm looking forward to having some great discussions on. You know some some things we've done before, but uh, timing is yes. everything. So no, we we lost Shaq. Well, everybody, check timing out. Timing is it? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. like her battery died or something. Yeah. I don't know. Realreactions.org. Realreactions.org. <laughs> Hour two, we're set up to have Anthony Samaroff. He was uh, supposed to be on with us when we had um um who was it that was Murray on? Saban. Murray Saban. He was great. Yeah. We had a great time with Murray. So I'm looking yep. forward to hearing from Anthony as well as uh, Dr. Megan Manko. Uh, and we're going to do the healing the infertility epidemic because that's the other aspect of this. Not only the injury to those that are already adults of childbearing year or beyond that, but to the young people that will never have the opportunity to, to father or mother a child. Uh, right. That's a very serious issue as well. All right. So shall we do so, a homeopathic hit of the day? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. Today's homeopathic hit focuses a lot on skin health, uh, recovery from wounds, from injuries, and things like that. It's known as calendula officinalis. Calendula, beautiful flowering plant. And uh, it's one of those that is a gentle, I would say, you know, there are plants that we use in homeopathy that are toxic, that are converted into a safe form. Calendula is pretty darn safe to be used uh, topically without even being diluted into homeopathic form. And we've, we've utilized it. Superdon, you've done a little caricature of these uh, uh, calendula flower. There you go. Beautiful and happy. I've actually got some that I've been growing through the winter in my greenhouse. There are some fresh flowers of calendula uh, that I have. And uh, we're drying them out. As you can see, they start to... Uh, deepen their color get a little more orange they dry out and you can then convert them into a tincture you can take that tincture and convert that into a homeopathic medicine you can use it topically you can even there's some benefit internally as well but open up the pdf if we can uh those of you who like following along there's a pdf that's available for free at robertscatbell.com for all the homeopathic hits they're now listed alphabetically and uh, this one calendula uh, mastering wound healing and skin restoration uh, remember, it's not a deep dive, but uh, gives you a little insight. If you didn't know about these homeopathic remedies, you might be able to go further now with that. Sourced from the marigold flower, stands out in homeopathy with exceptional healing properties, and it's key for its efficiently managing wounds and burns and various skin irritations, representing fundamentally an element in natural health care. Uh, it's just brilliant and simple. Before I knew anything about silver, I was using calendula topically for burns and wounds. You can still use it. It's a wonderful option for you. And core benefits, we talk about dermatological healing. Calendula uh, leads in healing of cuts, scrapes, bruises even, where arnica is also helpful, facilitating faster recovery, reducing the chances of infection for various uh, skin cares in terms of just managing good good optimal skin health. If you have a little skin irritations, rashes, minor burns, calming skin, diminishing uh, inflammation. It does wonders. Just amazing. Just amazing. And then post-operative care, recovery, healing of wounds, 
that uh, would you know normally scar. Like we've talked about silver playing a role there, copper playing a role there. Calendula is a wonderful medicinal plant, and we can use it as a, as a mother substance or as a homeopathic in this case. We would often use it as a 2X or a 3X, which is like one part per 10, one part per 100. Uh, so this is uh, you know pretty amazing what this plant can do. And you can grow it. I grew up my greenhouse right through the winter. Uh, widespread application of wound care, skin treatments, potencies 6X to 30C preferred. You can go higher, but calendula, not typically done that way, but it can be done if you need help, uh, consult the homeopath, preferably. Other complementary remedies, you probably already figured, Arnica Montana, working well with uh, bruising, particularly soft tissue injuries. Hypericum perforatum, which is known as St. John's Ward, uh, is a great tincture topically and can be used homeopathically for wounds and nerve, especially when there's nerve injury, nerve damage, nerve pain. Uh, so there's that. And there's also Echinacea purpurea, and there's also Angustifolia, but uh, the Echinacea flower, which you can grow prolifically in North America, is additional homeopathic support, 2X, 3X, low potency, uh, or as a tincture, uh, can be utilized for immune system help and skin healing. So as we wrap up this homeopathic hit today on the Robert Scott Bell Show, scrolling on down, you'll Fine. see uh, what? Or, there it is. Were you trying to scroll down? It wasn't operate, cooperating with you? <clears throat> no, I was typing. Oh, were you? Okay. Yes. Well, I was, it sounded like you needed some Argentum nitricum for I didn't know my microphone was hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're you, yelling you, at the computer. Yeah. I could have said that was Shaq cussing because she said she's, she's capable <laughs> of doing that. So, uh, oh, that's yeah. funny. I'm glad I didn't do anything worse than that. That's hilarious. All right. Considerations for use. Really wrap it up here. Collegial, generally safe. However, if it uh, advised not to use it on a deep or severely infected wound without seeking uh, support, help from a healthcare provider. Uh, for ongoing significant skin issues, professional advice, you know, medical or otherwise could be sought out. Conclusion, here we go. Uh, calendula officinalis exemplifies a really holistic nature of homeopathy, providing effective solutions for wound healing and skin recovery. So keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show. And remember, these homeopathic kits are not to replace a doctor if you have one or want one, uh, but really to provide information, education to give you informed consent capacity. If you don't know your options, how can you have informed consent? And then uh, you can live your life and care for your body and that of your children, your family, your community without interference by government, medical, media, mafia of any kind. So thank you so much for being here. And thanks again to Chrisana uh, Shackelford. I'm sorry, we, I don't know if her battery went dead, but we'll have her back on. She's absolutely terrific. I really enjoy talking with her. Her internet, her internet. Oh, her internet went out? All. Okay. It happens, yeah. you so, know. Real happens to of us realreactions.org <laughs> anyway we're gearing up for the uh, big event anecdotals the movie is um being screened here in chandler arizona uh we have it linked up in the show notes today of course super don you can show it real quick as we're wrapping up hour one um this uh this film is really it's heartfelt it's personal uh jen sharp is injured as well and she uh, did this movie and uh much to her uh, unexpected i i would say response there are people that were friends for her. And we've talked about this, that suddenly shunned her simply because she acknowledged she had an injury. Why, why is that? Where's the humanity in that? So come on down to the uh, faith family church in Chandler, Arizona, starting up four o'clock local time through seven 30. We've got a whole afternoon of events and the uh, children's health defense bus will be here. Polly, Tommy and others uh, will be gathering your stories of injury as well that you could share today and tomorrow. Uh, so thank you so, so much uh, Shaq, uh, for being on board today, and we'll get you back as well. And in hour two, we've got, as I said, we're going to talk about the infertility issue, which is a big crisis, even though there are some dodo head, dunderhead people in government going, what's the problem? Why do we need more kids? 
I, I kid you not, there are people out there like that. Uh, Dr. Megan Manko is scheduled, as well as Anthony Semroff. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about living near pubs and fast food restaurants. Is that harmful to your health? <laughs> That's a question maybe we'll answer, too, on that. Go to robertscatbell.com slash live for the live chat room. Or if you're watching elsewhere, just uh, give us a message. Say hello. Say where you're watching from. And hopefully uh, you'll join us in hour two as we tackle the infertility issue. It's a dangerous rise. And uh, we won't even be able to. You know, we talked last hour about these kids that are so ill growing up to be adults, if they make it, they can't function. We can't have a functioning defense system without them. And now we can't have any kids at all. This is not a good sign. We need to correct it. And we'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show when we come back because the power to heal is yours. All right. I think we're live again here in uh, Chandler, Arizona. Yeah, we are. And we got a whole other hour of broadcast healing. We hit the infertility issue pretty hard today. Apparently, uh, Dr. Megan Manko will not be able to make it. She's got a patient, but Anthony Samroff will join us shortly. I'm looking forward to that. And thank you for being here as well. Thank you to Shaq last hour. Uh, she was terrific. And uh, in fact, we had, uh, let's see. Uh, let's say Gretel commented she really enjoyed the interview with Shaq also commenting on calendula she says she uses calendula petals to help her plants adding to the potting soil before putting their plants into it they're still doing well uh, overwintering in the basement when in previous years without the calendula most did not make it that's kind of interesting that's really cool calendula another uh, medicine for plants other plants as well which is great. Uh, there's a question real quick coming in from Diana. Uh, can you explain why Cardio Miracle is not recommended for those with chronic kidney disease? My mom was willing to start, but she has CKD. Well, I am not particularly aware of the contraindication for chronic kidney disease, Diana. I will say this, that I wrote a scientific article for, uh, it was the chiropractic magazine about, you know, back pain issues, but I was writing it with the, uh, direction for the chiropractors to look at low back pain that might be related to renal function, kidney function. And I argued that the facilitation of sustained nitric oxide production while counteracting the rise of peroxynitrite would be very critically beneficial for kidney health, particularly with a lot of uh, chronic renal, uh, you know, functional degradation, because much of the degradation to renal health has to do with a lack of adequate blood flow through the, through the glomeruli, all of that, you know, uh, that blood flow through the kidneys being compromised because of the endothelial layer of the vasculature all the way down to the microcapillary beds being inflamed, compromised, or damaged in some way, partly due to a lack of nitric oxide production. There are other factors involved there as far as heavy metal toxics and other things, glyphosate exposure. But I don't want to overlook the, the uh, I, I, like I, said, I wouldn't dismiss Cardio Miracle. I don't know who said it or if it's the company doing CYA. You know what that means? If anybody has a chronic disease of some kind and they take it, something happens, they'll never blame the drug that they're on. They'll always look at, oh, it's the dietary supplement. So I recognize there's some level of sensitivity there. I'm not privy to that decision making. I'm saying as an outsider, but as someone who utilizes Cardio Miracle every day, I wish my dad had it before he passed away. We're talking debt now, you know, 
15 plus years ago because he died with uh, chronic renal failure. He was on hemodialysis, only lasted about seven or eight months, nine months. It just broke his spirit. So I feel personally, I would not have a problem. I would also do things that support liver health and kidney health, dandelion, other things like that. But these things are not taught in, as you know, medical school curricula. The Flexner Report of 1910 destroyed what was left of the integrity of modern medicine other than its ex excellence in treating bullet wounds. And uh, people have been run over by heavy machines. Their allopathic medicine shines. Uh, but beyond that, they won't even integrate Arnica Montana into hospitals for all the injuries. And I mean, they won't use silver, even though they use it topically for burn care, but fractionally active compared to the, the bioactive silver hydrosol we use here, the Sovereign Silver and the Argent 23. So here's the question. It's kind of a silly question too, but it's a question nonetheless. And there's an article that links to it. Medical Express reports that living near pubs, bars, and fast food restaurants could be bad for heart health. Now, the question is, is it the smell of alcohol? Is it the smell of fast food being cooked that is harmful to your heart? Or is it not just that you live close, but you actually frequent those establishments that you happen to might be able to walk to? <laughs> I'm just asking, could it be that it's not living near them? It's the fact that you're making a choice to go into them and drink and eat what they're providing that might not be good for your heart. Could that be? I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm reaching for this one, Super Don, but I think I don't know if they've concluded it, but that's my conclusion <laughs> just at a superficial level. Yeah, basically what they're, they're doing here. And this this actually uh, I think this was in the UK mm -hmm. where they did they did this this study. Mm hmm. And it wasn't a small one. They based this data on a, uh, uh, a group of half a million adults. Wow. Um, and what, what they found is that it was an unhealthy food environment, right? The environment. Where it, you had, if you had people that were living and they were surrounded by, in this like high density area of pubs and bars and fast food restaurants, that it was bad for their heart health. But like you said, it's not like they were living next to a, a, a Burger King mm -hmm. and there was like some kind of burger radiation that was going through the wall <laughs> That's right. I was and giving them heart disease. through, right? Yeah, yeah. no, it was a fact that <clears throat> because they happened to live near these places and they got mm -hmm. hungry and yeah. they went, well, um, you know, I could go see what's in the refrigerator or... <laughs> I could I could drive maybe 15 minutes over to the grocery store and pick up some food. It was no, I'm going to go get a Big Mac at McDonald's <laughs> because it's just around the corner. Or, uh, you know what? Uh, there's the bar right over there. There's there's some music playing over there. I'm going to go over there and get drunk. Um, it, it it to me, I'm looking at it, and I, on on the one hand, I can understand. Mm -hmm. I don't agree, but I can understand um, that it's very easy to fall for the temptation of just getting the quick, easy fix, which is kind of a human thing, right? Sure. You know, let's just, let's just see, I I've done it before. It's not like I'm perfect. I'm not, uh, you know, up until recently I was eating a lot of crap too. <laughs> so, uh, but I think also it's funny when you read this, that really it just, it eliminates altogether the personal responsibility mm -hmm. of making the choice to go and frequent the pub or the bar or the fast food restaurant because it is it, it is a choice. And, you know, it's when you take away the personal responsibility, this is where you fall into these these traps that a lot of, of government officials and, and 
you know, political pundits and stuff like that like to use uh, as as an excuse for things. Mm-hmm. You know, if I happen to live, you know, uh, within the vicinity of a con- of a casino, would I blame the fact that the casino was there for my gambling problem? Someone could make the argument, well, it's because it was right there. And if, if you're prone to want to gamble, and if a casino is nearby within driving distance of you, then, you know, you're going to be tempted, you know, versus if there was no casino around you. But, I mean, really, is it the casino's fault? You know, and, and we could even take it to the next level where a lot of mm-hmm. people, when you, you have these tragic situations that happen with, you know, somebody shoots up a mall or a school or something like that, what do they want to blame it on? The yeah. gun, right? Sure. Now, you're in the vicinity of a gun. Can we then say it's the gun's fault mm-hmm. that somebody picked it up and shot somebody? Well, here's another example, and this is going to be unpopular, but people that are still working for Federal Reserve notes wonder why they can't make ends meet. And you're like, well, isn't that what everybody's doing? Well, I don't know. My son gets paid in gold. Why don't we all? Uh, are you waiting for the government to give you that stamp of approval? There are various states that are making it legal tender once again. But the point is, if you wait until you get a stamp of approval or a mandate or a prohibition, like you live next to a liquor store and they say you can't go in, right? It's that, or you have to go in and drink, right? You have to eat McDonald's, anything like that. Um, these things are personal choices, personal responsibility. But we get, you know, we we fall prey to this victim consciousness that we don't have a choice because this is the lot in life that we've been given and we don't do anything to fight our way out. Like the issue of like food deserts, we've talked about that, like in inner cities, what is the solution? Wait for the government to provide uh, genetically modified, heavily subsidized foodstuffs to you. Or do you take it upon yourself? Like some have in the community to say, Hey, that empty lot over there, let's all convert it into a community garden and start growing and watch what happens. It's an amazing thing. How about every school in this nation that has land around it? Instead of spraying it with glyphosate for weeds, starting gardens and at kindergarten level, for goodness sake, getting the kids out there so that it's a normal part of their everyday upbringing, that growing food is the essence of you know how you survive, not by having it magically appear in grocery stores until it can't for various reasons of supply chain difficulties or you know, uh, prohibition of oil by Biden officials or other things like that. Or, you know, recognizing that eating genetically modified food and pesticide-laden food has also contributed to the rise in infertility. Before the COVID injections, super or hyper-accelerated that issue. And I think it's like, what is it, one in six now, young people having problem getting pregnant or getting someone pregnant? In other words, infertility, both male and female, is on the rise. To the point where we can't replace our population. So is that why Biden has opened up the floodgates for people from all over the world just to kind of come in because it's replacing Americans who want to be here, either born here or came and chose to be here legally? Do they just want to replace people and make them all a bunch of automaton slaves for the World Economic Forum, the WHO, whatever? I mean, these are questions that may or may not have easy answers, but they have to be asked. And how are we dealing with this infertility crisis? Anthony Semeroff is joining us now. Uh, he was scheduled to be with us when Murray Sabrin was with us, and we had a great interview with Murray. So I'm glad Anthony's with us. We'll get the connection there from Anthony as well and talk about this healing the infertility epidemic. So uh, if you, Super Don, are there any critical announcements we'll bring Anthony in the mix? I'm just racing in. I want to hear from him. No, no, we're good. Good. All right, Anthony, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. 
Robert, it's a great pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm even more honored to join you after Dr. Shackelford. I mean, what a great guest. And she and I are really of one mind. And as are you and I, because we both understand the extent to which mainstream treatments are tackling the symptoms without actually ha without actually targeting the underlying causes of disease, which are rarely or never talked about. And this is um, never more or any less true than of infertility. I mean, most people must be thinking, oh, this is just bad luck. You know, there must just be something wrong with me, the, the, the damage to people's self-esteem around these issues. Well, if it was just bad luck, then there would be nothing that people could do about it. But actually, all of life is happening according to cause and effect, right? So when we identify the cause of illness correctly, you're very strong on this. Let's look at what's causing the illness and reverse it. Oftentimes, we reverse the illness. Well, exactly. And if we look through the lens of uh, modern pharmacological medicine, there's no concern for cause. It's about treating symptom. And of course, the answer to infertility would be more uh, in vitro fertilization or more drugs that stimulate like Clomid, uh, you know, hyperproduction of eggs that maybe you get lucky, right? This is not, I believe, a responsible mechanism to correct what's really ailing us. It is a treatment end stage scenario that maybe they can get away with it occasionally. It happens. And I'm glad for anybody that successfully has those things occur because, you know, I love that we can bring kids into this world. But then again, we also have a segment of our population, Anthony, that actually don't want more kids in this world that are applauding infertility and that don't see a reason to address it. Like, why would we have more kids? It's an astonishing Mm -hmm. thing to realize that these people are so short-sighted as that could be, you know, participating in the end of our species. That's true. And, um, you know, one in six people are, uh, and worldwide are having trouble conceiving. So if that's really their goal, they should be delighted. But they each benefited from someone bringing them into the world. So in some way, it's kind of a detonating, self-detonating argument to say that. Um, and as you touched upon, in vitro fertilization, art, anti, artificial insemination, these can be invasive treatments that can cost ten dollars to $25,000 a cycle. And with in vitro fertilization, shockingly, they only work 20 to 30% of the time. And I've got, I think, part of the reason for that is mm-hmm. the... the um, they're not, as we've said, they're not addressing the underlying condition of the body. Yeah. So if, if you're having trouble conceiving, it can be very well be that your body is deciding that this is not a good time for you to have kids. Yeah. Your body has its own agenda and its own priorities. The, you know, the function of your brain and the function of your heart must come up pretty high down there. And yeah. what we find is that even in... in And, you know, just going into a stressful mode, your digestion suffers when you're under stress because your body thinks, well, digestion isn't as important as me getting out of this stressful situation. In the same way, your body will actually compromise the function of certain systems in order to prioritize working on the other systems. And that's kind of what our solutions are looking at. Anthony, the the modern medical solutions are, are violent. They're violent. Right, they are. They're assaults they're on the body. They deny the intelligence of the cell saying, you know what? We can't do this right now because of this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And the medical doctors, bless their hearts, say, we don't care. Shut up. Take it. Make it happen. Right. And, you know, occasionally, as you said, 20, 30%. Tell me what other industry can can sell a product 
and have it work 20 30 percent of the time and they still the people that right. bought the product still have to pay there's no Again, refund yes yeah, i mean times. it's astonishing and, and that just is a measure of how desperate people are to have children that they're going to pay that money over and over again in the hope of bringing a child into the world because they dream their whole life of having children and so this must take a desperate toll on people's psychology uh, another point on that even if ivf treatment does work let's take a look around our children are sicker than ever more people are suffering at a young age from diabetes colitis chronic fatigue me lupus, multiple sclerosis, even cancer. These kids are being diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, autism, insomnia, bad skin and acne, dandruff and other conditions, right? So if I'm right and all disease arises out of the cellular condition of the body, even if you succeed with IVF, what you're you could you run the risk of being represented in this bout of chronic disease statistics and i can't think of anything that would take more of a toll on someone's morale than paying all that money and only to bring a sickly baby into the world so that's why we need to start thinking of another approach sure and to your point anthony i would argue that uh, or add to uh, the fact that even people that are successfully having a normal pregnancy without ivf are birthing mm -hmm. chronically ill kids because we're Correct. seeing generational declines due to toxicological burdens, nutrient Absolutely. deficiencies, et cetera, that can be corrected and that have been corrected. That's... I've helped people correct. And yet, uh, as I pointed out to Shaq last hour, you know, as I asked her about that meeting that Dr. I'm sorry, not Dr. Uh, Senator Johnson hold it, held on the vaccine injury, the COVID stuff. I said, how many homeopaths were there? How many herbalists were there? How many midwives mm -hmm. were there? Mm -hmm. How many doulas mm -hmm. were there? How many mm -hmm. chiropractors, how many naturopaths, how many energy healers? Absolutely. And the answer was zero, zero. So they're looking at the same people that thankfully are waking up to it, but they don't have all the answers. In fact, they have very few regarding what is more ancient in traditions in traditional medicine, which is not modern medicine, which is considered now traditional. It's kind of weird, something that new yeah. and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a way of labeling everything, isn't it? Calling it alternative or, or something like that. I mean, mm -hmm. um, the mainstream medicine is the new kid on the block. Uh, I, I've got a free ebook, seven pharma, seven big pharma myths debunked. Seven, the number seven, pharmamyths.com. And people can download that for free, where I demonstrate how bad the science in mainstream medicine is, how often these treatments, even mainstream authorities have met, mentioned that they're ineffective, how harmful the side effects are, and how you, you don't want to take a drug unless you absolutely have to. Maybe in the world, in the healthcare system that we can create, people, there will be a place for allopathic medicine to alleviate the symptoms of the patient while we de delve deeper and dig for the causes of illness. But um, it should only be a very small place. And we really need what is called alternative medicine, traditional medicine, and also emerging technologies to take the main stage and have allopathic medicine as an adjunct. And also, of course, emergency medicine. If you get a cut, contusion, if you're in a car crash, if they need to stitch you up together or give you a skin graft, they're very good at that. But emergency medicine is not pharmaceutical medicine. And they do a really good job of confusing people with the success of yeah. surgery and make yeah. them think that pharmaceutical medicines are safe and effective when really the data is not there. And if you look at the, how science is conducted in mainstream medicine, you'd be shocked at how bad it is. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you say sevenpharmamyths.com with the number seven? That's exactly it. And I'd be super very done. pleased if people... Super yeah. done. Can you add that to the notes? That's something I don't I don't know if we were aware of. And, and then showcase it once you get it up. I want to see visually for everybody. The number seven, pharmamyths.com, Anthony Simroff. What is, uh, yes, is, is that your personal website my, as well that, yeah that's my ebook and if you want to if you want me to come on and speak about that another time i'll be more than welcome okay. to, to, sure. to do it again now so, you you yeah. don't sound like you have a traditional southern u.s accent or anything <laughs> that's right um, are you coming at, at, from are you joining us from scotland where are you right now right now i'm in mexico Ixtapa, mexico where we're actually gearing up to run a fertility retreat. So we're going to address the causes of infertility so far as I've been able to glean them from my teachers and mentors and put detoxification, remineralization, stress-free. We've got Dr. Mankow, who's an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine doctor to restore the energetic flow to the cell and also include people in a community, those five factors, um, so that they've got the social element of being around people who really understand their struggles and that they can relate to. And that way by hitting those um, five, five causes um, of disease, not only will people um, hopefully conceive, you can conceive it.com as, as the landing page for, for a retreat, um, but you know people might actually see the general health of their entire body and their life's changed if they bring down a partner. Um, or, or anything like that. We've got a treatment program that costs a lot less than these mainstream treatments. Uh, and um, so, so so that's why I called upon you to ask me to ask for you to have me on your show. And I'm most thrilled that you responded positively. Well, Healing the Infertility Epidemic, what is the website? I know Superdon has this linked up, but go ahead and say it again. Uh, you can conceive it.com. You can conceive it. You can conceive it. I apologize if my Scottish accent is a little bit strong. Right. I, I want to make sure the last two letters are IT. IT, that's right. Okay. So, you can conceive so you, it com. I was very lucky getting that URL, actually. We're really proud to have you can conceive it.com. It's pretty funny and uh, also does exactly what it says into the uh, on the tin because so, perhaps you, you can conceive it. You really can conceive it. This is um, this is a, a, a retreat for couples trying to become pregnant. Is it a retreat for healthcare providers trying to learn how to help couples to get well enough to conceive? Tell me who yes, should be at yes. this event. You should come if you're trying to get pregnant. You can bring your partner. 50% of the time it's the sperm. 50% of the time it's the egg. You will not just increase the quality of your egg and sperm. You will increase the quality of every single cell in your body. At least that's the intention of the program. Um, I mean, we will have, that's me speaking with Dr. Manco, uh, Manco there in the picture. So there's a little video of us talking about the program. And um, we are running through uh, April and May. So come for as much time as you can, because the longer you stay out of those two months, the, the greater a chance we have of being able to turn things around for you. I myself uh, reduced or reversed conditions like eczema, psoriasis, bad digestion, anxiety, depression. I had all sorts of things going on. Um, which I reverse with protocols like this. So I know I don't. We're we're advertising for fertility, but um, I did tell people that if they want to contact me privately and they think that this might help them with another condition, 
if it's suitable, we, we, we may well not turn them away. So, um, well, there's no doubt was, that you, you when you improve issues like fertility, they're all going to be, I call them side benefits, right? Right. Um, exactly. Even if you're not trying to make a baby, the fact is, if you do the things you're talking about and that you know to do, Correct. you're going to benefit your health and life. There's no question about it. So is this something that people can come and go as they please during a two month time frame? I, I, you know, this is a sign up thing for people to invest in, uh, yeah. you know, really getting away and getting well. Yes, we'd like people. I mean, people can live in the area and come in for the juices and the protocols, the educational program. We also have excursions. We have uh, we do Spanish lessons since we're in Mexico, uh, evening activities and things like that. Um, so we, we're hoping people will come and stay on the retreat on house. But, you know, there's people in the local area that might come down just for the program itself. And um, yes, it's not like going up a, a mountain as a, a yogi and that kind of retreat where you're on your own will definitely be a packed schedule. But, you know, it's not present. People can leave the, the resort if they want to. And uh, as I said, we'll, we'll, we'll go down to the beach. Right. Um, so, um, what, what part of again, Mexico is this? It's Ixtapa, Mexico. Ixtapa. It's about, yeah, uh, um, not that, um, you know, as far as the crow flies, not too far from Mexico City and about four hours on a bus from Acapulco. But yeah, I, I get there's an airport here that people can gain access to via a flight to Mexico City. And you can conceive it.com. Is there any way we can get some kind of a, a, a a code for you know help people yes, be absolutely. there discount or something yeah exactly and if you can put in rbs or um, robert scott bell and the coupon code and um, that will help robert put the lights on and we'll, we'll send you away with some extra supplements and things like that that we that we get to continue your your detox as a, as a gift okay. in exchange for um supporting robert so so um, yeah that, so that you can use the code rsb my initials then yes that's right Yes, okay. we'll ask you for a coupon. Uh, we will definitely be asking again to make sure that everyone tells us where they came in from because we're looking to make friends here. So we're very, very happy to um, and pass on. Um, uh, the uh, as you as you understand, you know, we're we're working with people to try and get this information to as many people as possible. Oh yeah. Now, what are the obstacles to doing this? Uh, I think you know you're in Mexico, where a lot of people in the United States have to go to Mexico to get care for ailments right. that are not allowed by the U.S. FDA. It's interesting, you know, if we believe in freedom, and the irony is That's that we right. have to leave our country to have the freedom to access certain medical or non-medical treatments. Uh, that's kind of embarrassing. How did you connect with Mur Murray Sabrin on this issue? Because I think he's okay. all about freedom as well. Yes, Murray Sabrin is an economist I have a great amount of respect for. I knew him before we even started to collaborate together. The great Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, who did the study demonstrating that um, the more lollipops children were given by pediatricians when they were kids, the more diseases they had. And he showed with over 4,000 kids, the more lollipops that pediatricians handed to them, the more chronic diseases they came down with. And um, he became aware of my work on the economics of educate of healthcare, and he asked me to cooperate with him and Dr. Murray Sabrin on teaching an online course on the economics of healthcare. Now that was an outcropping of my book, you know, the sevenpharmamyths.com. And since I've been writing about the pharmaceutical industry for two years, people have been coming and saying to me, 
actually I've been researching it for 10 years, 15 years or more than that, people came to me and started saying, yeah, but what about solutions? Yeah, but what about solutions? So this um, detox retreat is part of me answering that question. Um, you know, I didn't want to just say what was what was going wrong. And when I partnered with Dr. Manko, it seemed obvious to me that a really good demographic for mm -hmm. running a detox program like this would be infertile people. The reason why is, well, first we have the expertise, but for three reasons. One, they know they have the problem. Two, they're looking for a solution. And three, those solutions are expensive. So they've got the money there and hopefully we could save the money because it's, you know, we need to, someone needs to keep the lights on around here so we thought this was a perfect demographic to start with when we get these case studies we'll be able to demonstrate that this not only helps with infertility but helps with the overall health and wellness in the body which is why if you're listening to this and you're like wow i really like uh, anthony i wouldn't mind spending some time with him and dr manco if you have a condition that you think this kind of thing that would help Get in touch with me personally, click and um, book the call anyway, and we'll find out if we can have you down as well. Super Don, can you show at the page again, youcanconceiveit.com? I want people to see it, recognize it, so they go to the right place. Uh, there are many people trying to conceive. Um, you know, I, I've talked a little bit about our own history, my wife and I. It took about five years to, to get our first child, and then another almost five oh, to get our second, nice. because I, my... I, I, we, we yeah, availed just ourselves to express of... my sympathy. Yeah, I yeah. want to express my sympathy for that, Robert. Uh, that must have been quite harrowing for quite a long time. Well, and there are people that have, it's been worse, you know, thank God we have two healthy children now grown to adults, but um, we also didn't assault them with vaccination and drugs. They've never even had antibiotics. So um, there is a capacity for us to help correct what we've done wrong. And particularly in the 20th century uh, with medicine, of looking at every ailment as if it's a pharmaceutical or injection deficiency of some kind. Mm -hmm. uh, so here it is, youcanconceiveit.com. And you can, when you decide you want to go to these events uh, that they're hosting in uh, Ixtapa, if I said that right, in Mexico, RSB, uh, RSB is the code. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we availed ourselves of, of, of things. I mean, you know, when you want to have a child or children, you will do anything. And, and you're right, That's the modern correct. medical doctors, I don't mean that they're evil and, and trying to rip you off. I think they're doing what they're trained and they know to do. But it's so far removed from what needs to be right. done in reality to correct this. And therefore, you know, the profit center, the profit taking that they make, they don't give you a refund when it doesn't work. Right. You still got to shell out again and again and again, and it may never work. And maybe it does, but um, there's a lot to overcome. The injury, the damage, the vaccines play a huge role in the damage to fertility as well. And it's accelerated under the COVID injections. Mm -hmm. I've seen more Absolutely. reports of infertility and also spontaneous abortions, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, you know, miscarriages yeah. occurring at higher rates too. And I have heard so many people come to me when I was researching my book and discussing with people that said they reversed conditions they were told were incurable and they went into their doctor and the doctor either said, well, I would just keep doing what you're doing, didn't want to know anything about it, or they tell them, you know, I believe what you're doing works, but I'm not allowed to tell any of my other patients that because... And my medical license is on the line, you know, right. they're, they're, so either the doctors aren't curious because they're scared of what they might find out, or when they are curious, they feel locked into a system that doesn't let them have any room to wiggle around in. So mm -hmm. we're going to um, address at least five causes of um, 
damage to the system, including infertility, nutritional deficiencies, accumulating toxicities. I should, I should mention, according to the Environmental Working Group, 287 toxins, including mercury, fire retardants, pesticides, food additives, chemicals from body care products and whatnot, pla uh, toxic plastic compounds and Teflon were found in samples from newborns. Mm -hmm. So you're not just, my teachers told me, healthy cells form healthy tissues, healthy tissues form healthy organs, healthy organs form a healthy body and healthy bodies don't get sick. I, I asked the widow of one of my mentors, did you see people who couldn't get pregnant get pregnant on um, your husband's detoxification program? And she said, oh yeah, it happened so many times, sometimes not even after, sometimes during the, during the program. So yeah. what we're doing is we're actually turning back the tide on the last few generations where each generation is sicker than the last generation. Just recently, there was just this month, as though, um, you know, um, to help us alert people to the problem, the Journal of Exposure Science and Environmental Epidemiology reported that 80% of Americans tested positive for a compound, a harmful additive that's implicated in causing infertility. And that just, that study just came out this month, you know, uh, Alex Jones was much the um, the subject of a lot of mockery when he said that they're turning the frogs gay, so to speak. I'm not sure that that's, that's uh, accurate, but atrazine, an endocrine disruptor, has been demonstrated to castrate male frogs and even turn 10% of them into fully viable females who are able to produce eggs. Uh, and this chemical is found in the municipal water supply. Yeah. So they're telling you that this is safe, but um, the research shows otherwise. Anthony, we also covered a story, I think just yesterday, about the, the microplastics uh, measured on the nanoscale now uh, found in 100% of placentas, 100%. So, you know, there's no escaping the endocrine disruption. And it's amazing. It's a miracle that anybody can have babies right now. That's what I'm amazed by. But by cleaning up our act, by removing the interference, by giving the body what it needs. And you already tackled that talking detoxification, remineralization. Yes. And Dr. Manko knows that as well. This is something that is correctable. It's not, a, you know, a done deal. However, if you're unwilling to change your diet and lifestyle, not only will you not be able to have children, but the age you want to live to, you might not make it. Or if you do, you'll be hooked mm -hmm. to cords and wires and it will not right. be like living. This is what we're seeing. This is absolutely, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen the film by uh, Jeffrey Smith and Amy Hart, Secret Ingredients. It's called SecretIngredientsMovie.com. You can watch it, I believe, for free now. And they showed a number of generations from kids to, to parental age and grandparent age and all had different ailments diagnoses officially mm -hmm. made by doctors, including two on the autism spectrum. And they simply prescribed a diet that was organic and non-GMO. And within the span of this 90-minute movie, you'll see over the course of you know the months that this was done, even these two children with autism diagnoses had to remove, remove the diagnoses. Chronic ailments, illness, inflammatory conditions, many things just removed, just disappeared simply by stopping the inflow, not even aggressively doing the things you know to do to support elimination. Mm -hmm. So we right. have a capacity to heal and recover, but we, we got to get started now. 
Yes, and, and we are partnered with an amazing organic farmer here in Mexico, and he can come down and do presentations on permaculture, on how the food's grown. There's a community garden that people can work on during the retreat if, if, if that inspires them. We're really here to furnish people with an incredible experience. And so if people could get off work, I mean, this is the, the cost is significantly less than IVF treatment, which might not even work. So. And we really um, are looking for people to share this program with, you know, their friends because we can't get the word out to the people who really need it on our own. We really, really depend on you at home to say, hey, guys, like you might want to hear this. Maybe they'll be up for it. Maybe they won't. But if they are, they're like actually blazing a trail there because because my teachers told me that what we're suffering from is intergenerational cellular toxicity that's why people are getting sicker that's why people are getting less smart that's why um, people aren't as emotionally regulated so what we're doing is we are bringing in the first generations of the rebirth you know the 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 because people cannot deny results. And that's why it's getting easier to do, it's going to be getting easier yeah. to do this because we've got solutions, things like Brown's gas machines and things like that, which the effects of them are undeniable at this point and will be coming more and more clear. So I'm really looking forward to getting our first guests here and demonstrating what is capable, what we are capable of as human, as human beings. So when it comes to healing, Anthony, this is extraordinary, and you brought it up in a beautiful way because, as I know, the expense of in vitro and other medical interventions, it's cost prohibitive, and it often doesn't work. Think about taking that money and going down to a retreat to learn how you can actually conceive successfully, and you're going to be made better, the whole of you, not just the isolated. Let's see if we can make a, make a little thing that, that sticks in that uterus, and even though the uterus is going, no, and what you're doing is healing it all. And at right. the same price or better. And then you come yeah, back right. healthier, right. all of you, both of you, moms and dads to be. Uh, God bless you, Anthony, for doing this. You can conceive it.com. You can conceive it.com. I don't, I, I, look, I have two kids. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. My wife and I just are just so, so grateful. At the same time, I would go not because I want more kids, just because the yeah. food, <laughs> the environment, yeah. the amazingness of it. It would be amazing yeah. to be there with you guys and broadcast one day from there. Like you're there, I guess right now you're down there. I am here. I'm here planning for the retreat. And um, we've got a team team here. I'm going to pop back to Scotland and continue doing shows as often as possible uh, um, to get the word out. And then I'll be straight back to Mexico ahead of the retreat to um welcome our guests and start to bring in the new evolution, not just talk about everything that's wrong with mainstream medicine, not just talk about everything that's wrong with the food that comes off the shelf in Walmart, but actually provide a demonstration that, that we can we can conceive it together, the new world that we're bringing Beautiful. in. So that's, that, that is the goal, the goal is to, not just to help people have a new baby, but help them to know how to live a life that is healthy for the rest of their life and obviously exactly. pass that wisdom onto the new generation, starting Anthony, with the wisdom yeah. in every cell in your body. Yeah, brilliant. 
how do you do it when people are still eating haggis in Scotland? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a little while since I've uh, had haggis. I spend most of the time on a vegetarian diet, not all of the time. And uh, I have to say, despite the fact that it sounds uh, less than appealing, um, the cow's intestines served with oats in its own stomach with some spices, I have to admit, it is actually delicious. Well, and yes, we talk about the, the you know, the, the, the viability of the food supply, if it's factory farm versus what are these cows eating, if they're eating their natural grass, for instance, and That's that right. could be a healthy source, whether you're vegetarian or not, you've got to go clean. And I know you're doing That's that absolutely true. at this event in Mexico, you can conceive it.com mention RSB and uh, you're going to be super taken care of as well. You can conceive it fertility retreat. And, uh, you know, like I said, I would go there not just to make, not to make babies at all. In fact, I would go there just to eat the food and broadcast and tell the world, this is awesome. This is what's yeah. happening. Yeah. But you're there now, Anthony. Thank you for doing that. And thanks to connect for connecting with Murray, uh, Sabrin as well. And sorry, we didn't see you with Murray that time, but I'm glad we could get you on this time because it's Thank as you, timely too. a topic as we've ever covered here. So I'm grateful okay. for you and you can come back anytime. Oh, that's so kind of you to say that, Robert. I deeply appreciate it. I love what you're doing. I love your enthusiasm. I love that you're coming from a place of integrity and doing it for all the right reasons because you love it and you love humanity and you're trying to platform people that have got an important um, contribution. So yeah, um, you can conceive it.com if you want my free ebook, sevenpharmamyths.com. That will give you some good copy and paste material to use on Facebook with your uh, allopathic doctor friends. Um, and uh, wonderful. It's such a great pleasure to join you, and I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, I get practice hearing the Scottish brogue a bit every month when we do our Zoom AMAs for our patrons because one of our patron supporters is from Scotland. Shout out to Ram Dunn. We appreciate him every time. So I had practice, so I, I understood every word, but I wanted to repeat it so people wouldn't misspell anything like youcanconceiveit.com. Excellent. And, uh, oh, Jimmy, I'm off, off. I have to eat some haggis now. <laughs> <laughs> you go to it, Anthony. Great to connect with you and hopefully see you again. And uh, maybe we'll get Dr. Manco on another time. Yes, a great pleasure. I'll let her know. All right, take care. That's Anthony Samaroff. Uh, you can conceive it.com also, seven, the number seven, pharmamyths.com. Supernatural. Add that into the show notes at robertscatbell.com. Uh, we already did our homeopathic hit last hour. If you missed it, it was calendula. Uh, we've got a lot more to do in the short time we have before the bonus round. We'll see if people start showing up early. I know that the uh, Children's Health Defense bus is heading here, Chandler, Arizona, at this church we are at right now. Uh, Super Don, if you can find that uh, banner for what we're doing here. We've got the anecdotals film that Jen Sharp put together. We're doing a screening. I'm going to do a presentation with a couple other docs, and then we're going to do a Q&A. And uh, maybe afterwards, we'll see, maybe hitting the, uh, uh, the Giving Tree uh, Cafe. Fact. There it is, Phoenix. Uh, it's Tuesday today, 27th of February, 4 o'clock to 7.30, Faith Family Church. That's where I'm broadcasting from live, and they've been very kind to let me in and hook me up, and we're doing a, a very good and viable and an important show today. If there ever was one, it is today for sure. Uh, also, Super Don, I did confirm tomorrow, uh, if those of you in the Phoenix, Arizona area, we are going. We are planning on broadcasting live from the Giving Tree Cafe. Uh, our normal one to three local time, which is Arizona time right now, mountain time. Uh, it's uh, noon to two uh, Pacific, three to five Eastern, then a bonus round. So it's going to be the most delicious broadcast ever because Dave, David, the, the chef there, oh, all organic, no GMOs, 
no seed oils. I mean, this is a vegan restaurant and they don't use seed oils. They don't use soy. This is an incredible restaurant. David is so talented. You guys, the best smoothies, they've got the best desserts. If you want to indulge in dessert, it's an incredible meal. You won't miss the meat. I promise you. I mean, like, you know, I, I we make fun of both meat eaters and vegans and everybody. We got to have fun with each other. Okay. But you will not miss it. You will enjoy it. And I hope you can join me uh, live tomorrow at the giving tree, uh, normal broadcast time tomorrow. Uh, let's see what else we got also on, you know, the issue of detoxification and remineralization. You know, one of the key things to do is what helped my mom get back on the dance floor at 89 and now 90, you know, it, it's the, products from folium foliumpx.com bobry oren has brought it to our attention brought it to my mom and god bless him uh, i don't know that she'd be here still if it weren't for for the folium products foliumpx.com the folium original folium immuno folium relax again pulling out those toxins heavy metals ionizing radiation you name it it's a brilliant formula it's all botanical it's not synthetic and you can reach out to Bobri by emailing info at foliumpx.com. If you have questions, he, he loves and cares about humanity. He wants to help people. And if you need help, reach out. He'll hook you up and tell you how to do it, how to go there. Go to foliumpx.com. Also, if you want to learn about body, mind, spirit healing, of course, Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. They got classes every month, new startups. And we have the Trinity Health Freedom Expo coming up the end of September in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's the first time we'll be in Indianapolis, although they've had events there, but the Health Freedom Expo this year will be there as well as the Trinity Live event. Uh, so plan for that. That's like a little uh, stone's throw from the airport in Indianapolis. So there's a free shuttle to get to the hotel convention center. So it's a lot easier to get in and out of than Chicago. So it's going to be a great event coming up. Now, what else is upcoming? Uh, of course, here we are in Arizona, um, but coming up after this, we have Atlanta, the Health and Freedom Summit, the, the Warners are hosting Peter McCullough, Judy Mikovits, and many others. And that's going to be a great three-day event, at least three or four days event, but 7th through 10th of March. And then just following that, outside of Atlanta, Buford, Georgia, the Lake Lanier Islands Resort Complex, next-steps.info. This is an amazing event. I've been to the previous two, and there's the third annual one. And it's going to be just sensational. I'm speaking on Thursday the 14th, so get there early. And uh, next-steps.info, Tia Severino is putting on a tremendous next step type program. And I hope to see you there. Uh, then we have the Be Healthy Utah event, uh, Natural Health and Wellness Conference in Sandy, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake. And that's the 19th and 20th of April. We also have, uh, well, Leanna Warner Gray is going to be there. The RSB Family Reunion at the Goody Family Homestead, Farm Homestead, June 14th through 16th. And also simultaneous to that is the uh, Red Pill Expo in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, there'll be more. Now, I've got to head out pretty quick after the uh, the Next Steps Conference. That's why I say please get there on Thursday so I can see you there. Uh, I'm going to be at the Natural Products Expo West in Anaheim, California, which is like one of the world's largest natural products trade shows for the health food type industry. I haven't been back to that for many, many years. So that's happening as well. And maybe I'll get to see Michael Bolden. Yeah, that's the plan anyway on Sunday after that event uh, at the 10th Amendment Center. So uh, that's coming up as well. Now, we have a couple of more minutes before we have to take a hard break. And then the bonus round, uh, how about saving money for dinner, Super Don? Um, do you think you can plant some like cornflakes, some GMO cornflakes in your garden out there and eat that for dinner? Would that be the solution to expensive meals? 
cheapen it, make it make it affordable to eat not, dinner. Not sure how well those grow. Uh, <laughs> is it a, is it a tree? A cornflake tree? Cornflake tree. You wonder about uh, what these not, things actually are. Um, but the final story of the day actually is that, and uh, you, yeah, I see from the can't you can't make this stuff up department. <laughs> How would you describe this? I mean, can you believe this? It's the CEO of Kellogg's, mm-hmm. and they, they, there's actually a commercial out. I saw it uh, promoting this. Um, is is saying and suggesting that consumers should consider eating cereal for dinner <laughs> as a cost effective meal option mm-hmm. because due to the high uh, you know cost of food and the food expenses that yeah. have reached these highest you know these these record highs. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, public reaction to this, well, yeah, not maybe what he was hoping for, uh, because, and listen, you can understand how people might, you know, give him heck for, for, you know, suggesting sort of thing. Right. But I mean, just if you look at the stories that we have covered just recently over the last couple of months mm-hmm. where, where you know, there's a, a just science, right? The science. The science is coming out and talking about how ultra-processed foods are causing mm-hmm. cardiovascular disease, yeah, diabetes, uh, colorectal cancer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's all these things. And so this numbnut comes out, hey, guys, you know what? Uh, food prices are really high. Boy, the price of meat, yeah, the price of milk. Uh, well, actually, never mind the milk. I didn't mean to say milk. Uh, <laughs> I was... I think you should have a bowl of Fruit Loops for dinner. See what I mean? You save money. Everybody eats around the table. You know Um, what, Super D? You and I are the generation that used to eat cereal any time of the day or night. Oh, yeah. dude. It was not a new – because it was like like dessert. Oh, my gosh. It was pure sugar cocaine food coloring. And, you know, we would read the cereal boxes. You remember doing this? Yeah. Just like you just read the cereal box. Oh, that's if you sat at the table. Yeah. I sat on the couch. Yeah. Screw that. I was on the couch watching TV in a bowl. Horrible. How did we survive super D to get to the point where we're finally eating clean organic? (laughs) All right. We got to take a break. We're going to come back in the bonus round. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my adventures in jujitsu because it looks like they're on tomorrow morning. Uh, And if you got questions or comments, we're warming up for the uh, Children's Health Defense sponsored screening of anecdotals, the movie by Jen Sharp. And uh, we'll have Q&A and everything. It's uh, 4 o'clock Arizona time to 7. And uh, hope, hope that you're planning to be here. I don't think they're streaming it live or anything. So you got to be here for that. And then tomorrow at the Giving Tree Restaurant Cafe, all organic. Uh, oh, it's going to be a delicious broadcast, y'all. So with that, let's take a break and come back in 60 seconds or less because the power to heal is still yours. Really? Spiders? Spiders. Arachnophobia, anybody? Why? Why did you do spiders? Not bunnies? It's just random. What's wrong with bunnies? It's random. We already did. Did we do bunnies yet? I, I think know. we did. We probably did bunnies. Stuff. I don't think we've done bunnies. All right. I'll, I'll try and do bunnies <laughs> tomorrow. All right. You're, you're such a wuss. Um, <laughs> no, I don't listen. I don't like spiders either. Right. Um, it's, it's almost like bees. Uh, yeah. Almost. But right. uh, anyway, but, you know, just just to go back to the, the craziness of the Kellogg's guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, really. I mean, he's, he's trying to convince people that uh, cereal is the answer mm-hmm. to high uh, food prices. Look, it, you know, these things are, gosh, 
they're not organic. They're largely Kellogg's. I mean, they have probably, they've owned probably some organic brands too, but they're still refined. They've got lots yeah, of sugar. Did he say that? Did he say, listen, hi folks, uh, Jim Smith here from Kellogg's, uh, mm -hmm. just wanted to encourage you to have a nice bowl of oat bran. Uh, no, he didn't, he didn't say that. Or no. what, I don't who knows what the healthiest cereal Let is that Kellogg's flakes. has. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bowl of cereal. Yeah. That's like the worst thing you could you could eat. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, it's just it's nothing but processed mm -hmm. uh, corn, <laughs> you know, or something, uh, most and of sugar genetically modified. And, and food coloring. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's literally whoa. Lori wants to eat spiders. She was thinking the same thing. Spiders. No, you don't. No, she oh, doesn't. why spiders? <laughs> yes. What are you tripping on? Like, are there cat toys down there? What's going no, on? No, I said you, you've seen the. Uh, the stool mm -hmm. that I'm using right now? Yes. It's not very... Look, I don't understand why you don't reinforce that thing. I did, but it's like I, I didn't do a very good job. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta really MacGyver it to the point where it can survive a you know, nuclear explosion. So That's what I, I, have, the way I, I do. I have to it. sit on this a certain way. I over-engineer the stuff I fixed. I'm like just this. That way. If I sit on it like this, then I'm yeah. fine. But if, if, mm -hmm. the, if the stool happens to get rotated... Mm -hmm. Uh, then I sit on it and it shifts and it, and it feels like I'm going to fall on my right. head and I just I might. I don't want you, know. you on America's Funniest Home Videos for that. I'm living dangerously at the moment, yeah. but um, <sighs> I just have to spring for another 30 bucks and get one that's not messed up. But <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, yeah. I, I procrastinate. It's like mm. the, the remodel that I'm, that I'm planning on doing here for the office, which I have pretty much what Everything? I need at this point. Yeah, all the pieces. I've got the desk and you put I've the dollhouse outside. The dollhouse is going to end up in the storage unit. Okay. Um, and I've got, I've got the uh, acoustic foam that I'm going to put on the walls mm -hmm. as well. It's going to look cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The, it's like the, the acoustic foam in the backdrop picture that we use. Um, similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except the, well, the one I've got is, uh, I think it's pyramid. Okay. But, um, Pyramidal. Anyway. Yeah. So how fast can things manifest? You challenged me yesterday to mm -hmm. do this jujitsu. I I'm crazy enough to go visit my buddies. I haven't seen him in years. Shane Ellison, his uh, element uh, jujitsu. Right. Uh, he's not there. A guy named Robert who's only been at it for two and a half years, and he's leading the class and included two of his kids, Shane's kids that are grown up now. Amazing. I've seen them when they were little. And and then he contacted me and said, "Yeah, because it's a it was like no gi this morning where you don't have the you know the gi they call that the thing you wear right, like in crime right. different things, and yep. then tomorrow you have to wear a gi. I'm like, I don't have a gi, so he's like, I got one. I'm hooking you up. I'm like, oh man. So I I said you're gonna kick my butt. He says no butt kicking here, just hard work. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see. So the, you um, have to at least go to the gym once now if I do this." Oh, tomorrow is that morning. how this sounds? Yeah. And I might be all like this tomorrow, like nah, when I get I on the it. air. I'm like, ah. I doubt it. You're going to yeah. end up using different muscles. But, yeah. um, and the gi, yeah, the gi is actually part of the training. Did you know that in jujitsu? That the, yes, the I gi, think it is. Kind of like judo, uh, yeah. they, the, the gi is something that, that is mm -hmm. used uh, in in the art. Yeah. In, in the grappling well, when they do it with the gis on. Yeah. Yep. So I was, a, yeah, when I was a little Sprite, I was a yellow belt in judo, but I don't count that because it was, I was so little. I do remember that in, back in Florida. So I did right. have a gi when I was a kid. And of course, 
my son became a black belt at the age of 10 in Taekwondo. My daughter was working on it. Then we ended up moving, but she's still doing acrobatics. Now she's doing the silks that, you know, from the, from the tea ceiling, the, the, the Lira, the circle thing. And, and oh man, she's loving it. She got, it's like, she's, she's like take, doing this and going, dad, look I'm like muscles. Like, Good Lord. She's doing nice. it. It's really cool. Cool. So it's not easy to tie the belt. Diana says, <laughs> yeah. Picks of the gi. Yeah. Yes. We needed to get some kind of picture. Of some sort, we need. Proof. We'll see what we can do. I took a picture this morning when I was back at the other nine round, but um, yeah, I I just you know what I like the camaraderie of the you know going to these places to work out. There, there's some nice things that happen. You meet people you wouldn't normally meet, and you just have like you go through stuff. Like I'm not saying it's like warfare level stuff, but you know when you're in the trenches, even in a kickboxing studio or probably a jujitsu, you, you end up there's a lot of a lot of things that you can't experience normally in this life, you know, in a walk a day workabout world where we don't do a lot of physical things as we talk about, you know, doing this, you know, on the keyboard. Right. Right. Uh, and finding some way to move that body. And, you know, I, I, I'm a, to say I'm a big proponent of it is an understatement. <laughs> I've been become a living example for how important it is. And in, in looking back on my own life and uh, seeing the results and then, as I said, seeing that guy that's 78 years old from England who's still training boxing, who's like, man, that's 20 years from now. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to change visually what you can perceive as possible. Just like for me, when I start, first started my healing journey, I had to see somebody who was sicker than me when they were my age being alive and thriving much older than me to, to, to conceive that it could be possible for me too. We, we have to have living examples. And, and I like being that I like encouraging others to be that because that, that breaks the cycle of impossibility. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like, yes, you can here. Here's someone that's worse than you that did it. Not trying to shame people into it, but just show them, Hey, if you think it's not possible, explain this. Right. So anyway, that's, that's it. All right. Yeah. I like it. Okay. What else we got? Uh, other upcoming events, stories, uh, comments on um, what kind of Rumble stuff? Anything going on? Quiet on Rumble. Um, yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> uh, Legood? L E G O O D E. Legood? Legood? Okay. Uh, Chime Dance said hello. Listening poolside in the villages in Florida. Yeah. So nice. somebody's listening to us poolside. Well, I was sitting, I was sitting outside uh, before I came down to the church here, uh, and I want to shout out to uh, John Richardson Jr. and his lovely wife Chris, uh, who was with Amp News, and she's moved on to help uh, John with the RNC store. You know, for all the uh, apricots and things, the lateral vitamin B seventeen. Um, you know, John's father, Senior, is uh, the one who worked with uh, G. Edward Griffin to help put together the the book a world without cancer mm -hmm. and they were so kind i've just kind of on a whim called them i said hey coming to arizona uh, you guys hanging out yeah come on stay stay with us so it's nice to have a home away from home with nice people um he had we was flying in the same night i was last night he was exhausted by the time i barely saw him this morning before he went to his office but i'm hoping that we can get him on tomorrow let's see i'm seeing, getting from chris trying to add some things he's open from 11 to 3 and after 4 do you want me to block some time for you uh, yeah, I could do 11 to noon. 
at his office and then see if he can come. All right. I'm just planning ahead of seeing how I can maneuver the day. You know, when I survive the 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. training jujitsu at element with Shane Ellison, then the next and the next. So I'm looking at how, how to fit the tomorrow. And I'm going to be meeting with some of the students from Sonoran, which is a naturopathic college here in the Phoenix area. I think it's in Tempe. So we'll fit in a lot of cool stuff tomorrow. It's a different day than I had planned, but we're making the best of it. And as I was just saying, I was sitting out in the backyard. There was, they have a pool there, uh, having a little breakfast before I came here. And it was like within five minutes, I'm like, my, I'm wearing jeans and they're heating up. I'm like, what is this? Oh yeah. The sun. I remember this. It's, it's, it's Phoenix in the winter. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm like starting to go cooking a little bit. Now it's not triple digits or anywhere near it, but uh, get ready. Spring is coming. I'm just saying I got spring fever now. I'm getting a little taste of it. Did you get a lot of snow with the, the storm that came through? Not yet. No, I think we're supposed to get something coming in on Friday. Mm. They had a big understanding cold front that came through, but yeah. You know. Yeah, we had, I mean, it, it tried to a little bit, but it just was, it was uh, very short lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the afternoon, it was sunny and dry outside. Yeah. Did you say Chris says it's probably Lydia Good on Rumble? Look good? L good? Lydia? Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess Lydia is uh, in the villages. Hey, Leslie, it says it's over 80 degrees at the Goodies Farms Homestead. Wow. That's early. It's a nice February to get 80. Well, you've got enough land. You can dig a hole and fill it with water. It'd be mud, but the kids would love it. <laughs> you could line it with something, make a giant pool. Mm-hmm. Could do it. We've got this, uh, you know, this, you know, trampoline hole now that the kids are grown. Like, thinking about can we should we turn it into a big old fish pond stuff i don't know yeah you could stock it with something so all right so i'm just i was just looking at the weather here so on friday we've mm-hmm. got uh, something coming in and it shows snow friday saturday sunday and monday okay. we're supposed to get down to 18 degrees on sunday whoa yeah oh my gosh so winter is still here it's teased us a bit yeah but um, it's actually been pretty nice the last few days. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there you go. I just Very was, cool. was just checking. So yeah, whatever it is, it's a big storm that's hitting your area uh, there uh, where you're at yeah, home. They, is, yeah, they, it blasted through. There wasn't a lot of snow uh, apparently at the home front, but uh, up in the mountains, they probably got a lot of good new snow up there. Uh, so that's fine. It was, it's been warm, so it's not going to stick on the roads where we were. So that's good. So. All right. Yeah. So, what do we got going on tomorrow? Good question. Do we have any any schedule? Uh, because we're going to fill it with people tomorrow for sure. When I'm at, I the, think we've uh, got one person tree. okay on the schedule, right? Uh, and that is Gail Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will be in hour one in the first hour. Okay. So I would say let's plan on packing the second hour. Okay. For sure. Yeah. HarmonicEgg.com. What is HarmonicEgg.com? Well, we got to look at that. We got to check that out. All right. HarmonicEgg.com. Is that fertility as well? Let's see here. Wellness from within. The Harmonic Eggs uh, suite of products. The flagship of the Harmonic Egg. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. What is this here? Energy therapy. Um. 
this is like a place where you can go, I think. I don't know. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to get some wellness. Wellness from within, harmonic egg. So Gail Lynn invented the harmonic egg in 2016. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So what is it? Let's see. Um, tapping the power of bioenergy. Uses sacred geometry, light, color, and sound frequencies to empower the body's own healing energy. I dig it. I like it. Sounds great. I know. That's right up your... Uh, yeah, right up my egg alley. <laughs> your, yes, your... <laughs> yes. Um, Bioresonance and sacred geometry working together. Cool. All right. Steve so has a good idea. Turn the trampoline hole into a subterranean greenhouse garden. Okay. No, I, I like I the idea. It's a what good is, thought. So uh, what what makes a garden subterranean? If it's under it's the ground? Below, it's below ground. Below yeah. ground level? Yeah. But you can you can build like a greenhouse up above it, and you can grow a lot of stuff. Like the guy that helped us build greenhouses, he has some of those. Not round like a trampoline. I don't know what I have to do, but that's a good thought. I like that, Steve. Thank you for that. I'll consider that. You build something. a little house in it. And Pretend you're a real <laughs> earth. <laughs> Chris, right? harmonicegg.com had better be endorsed by Mork from Ork. <laughs> hey, there you go. Thanks, Chris. That was good. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That's Orson. Good. Mork okay. calling Orson. Come in, Orson. <laughs> right? Well, those yes. were the days. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. So do we have um, um, Michael Bolden scheduled for Friday? Is it his, We his do Friday? have him scheduled for Friday. Excellent. And he always shows up when he's scheduled, except for one time. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to I having never, him on. Already got a few go. things lined up that we can talk about. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's what we got going on. Sounds like a good plan. So I, I think everybody's turning up about 4 o'clock here, so I'm not going to have any guests today other than what we had, which is fine. And we'll... Uh, We'll do a lot more tomorrow as far as a remote location with lots of people. For those of you who enjoy that, that'll be at the Giving Tree tomorrow uh, and usual time. And then who knows what exciting things will happen. I will be eating and drinking on the air. So I'll have other people talk while I do that because it's just too good not to. But if you guys had never been Did there. Did you say you'll be drinking on the air? So yeah, eating and drinking. Yeah. They have like, mock. They have mocktails. I remember I had this thing. It looked like in a giant martini glass, and it was all herbal infusion. Beautiful. It was blue. It was like a natural color of the flower. It was like, oh man, this is good. And it was like a, it was like a chill out, relaxing drink, kind of like a CBD kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was CBD, but it was like maybe passion flower, different things like that. Were like it was really relaxing. I was like, yeah, I'll be mellow tomorrow on the show if I drink that again. That'll be fun. All right. So tune in to see me loopy on the Robert Scott Bell show. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. I kids. might need it after, you know, doing two hours of ghee wearing jujitsu for the first time ever. I remember there was a radio show and I think there were probably other radio shows that did this. It was kind of a, uh, kind of a thing that mm -hmm. the morning shows would do sometimes, but there was a, um, a time, like it was like a, one of those holidays that gets celebrated every year. That's like the, you know, don't drink and drive, you know, mad, you yeah. know, mothers against drunk driving, you know, day. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what would happen is these guys in the studio, they would bring in a guy from, from like the, the CHP or from, you know, the, the higher patrol or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then they would drink and they would, they would have to do a test 
uh, every, like, you know, after they had, you know, a, a couple of drinks uh, to test their their ability to be able to do things and to, to demonstrate uh, to the listeners of the radio show, you know, that this is where the reason why you should not drink. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it was hilarious because, you know, the more they would drink, the more drunk they could get. And then on the air, they're trying to do this stuff and they're having all these problems and stuff. Right. So, you know, I, I we could do that. I think that might be kind of fun. One of these days, we could just, you know, do the whole thing. And, and uh, you know, it would probably take me maybe a six pack. Uh, and me a quarter and of you, a beer. you just, you just have to sniff the glass and, <laughs> right. uh, and, and just like sniffing the fast food. <laughs> you'd be asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I have found a couple of really nice organic wines here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause every, every once in a while, you know, it's just kind of nice, especially at the end of the day, just, uh, you know, not get intoxicated, but, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of take the edge off a little bit before bedtime. Um, and, and have a glass of organic wine Mm. and I feel good about it because it's organic. That's right. right? Yeah. No added sulfate. That's right. Good job. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I know I'm not alone in that. (laughs) I'm sure there's gotta be other people that do that too. Right. You're the only one. Feel very alone. Somebody right. in the chat room is going to back yeah. me up here in just a second. I can you think? Wait long enough? So are there uh, uh, any other breaking news stories? I always, when I go out of town, I'm completely out of touch with what's going on, if there's anything I should know. Uh, what we- man, you know, it's just a lot of talk. It just doesn't seem to go away about what's going on with the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got the stuff going on between... Biden and Trump right now trying to, you know, outdo each other, you know, who's, who's, who's older than who, you know, who's, 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 uh, got more problems than who type thing, which I think is kind of dumb. Um, here, Diana says she's with you. Thank you. Hmm. Leslie says not me. Leslie says not me. She has a nice warm glass of goat milk. (laughs) <laughs> probably right you're right and yeah, I, hopefully it's chilled but yeah <laughs> straight straight from the goat i still am amazed that you know when we were there last year for the event the rsb union if we will family union mm-hmm. that i you know goat cheese has always been gamey to me and i don't know what it is i sort of do because she's telling everybody what she's doing what she's feeding the goats and everything and it was like not gamey at all it was delicious i'm like wow i could eat that uh but you know, that's what she's talking, homesteading skills and, and doing things differently that's uh, better than a lot of people out there. And she's learning, too, but she's teaching. I love that. So it's going to be amazing. I made uh, hamburgers the other night and uh, half-pound hamburgers at that. Half-pounders. Wow. They were good ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she say? My kids drink warm goat milk when I bring it in. Okay. Yeah, she's, I guess you see if you milk it from the goat, I think it comes out not refrigerated. If I'm not no? mistaken. I'm not sure yeah. about that, but I think I'm a city slicker, but I don't know. <laughs> I found, um, well, for, just to end the burger thing, um, yes. made those and they were really, really good. Uh, but we had just, we had picked, my wife and I had picked up some organic blue cheese, crumbled mm-hmm. blue cheese. And I put that on the hamburgers and oh man, you ever have yeah. blue cheese on a hamburger? Hmm. I have. Yes, I have. Oh. That's good, yeah. Oh. Nice, yeah. Super good. And then I got some, uh, so I found some heavy whipping cream. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it, th- this it wasn't raw. Yeah. But I think it, it it was it was better than usual because it was non-homogenized. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. And it was it was uh what you call it uh pasteurized, but it was low heat pasteurized. Mm-hmm. So it was like I think about as close as you could get. Um, Do you remember the brand name of that? It was, was it like some, Strauss. It was in. Well, hold on a second. Here. Yeah. Leslie, yes, and it's delicious. I'm the only one in my family that likes blue cheese. Yeah, it's not stinky like Lindberger, I don't think. I like blue cheese. That's not bad. It's got a bite to it that's kind of good. He's going to get the, the – oh, there it is. Yeah, I've seen that brand. That's pretty good, yeah. What's it called? Kelowna? Kelowna. I've seen that brand, yeah. Like yeah we, that. We've gotten that before, yeah. Organic whipping cream. Yeah. Supernatural, yeah. That's a good stuff, yeah. Low temp pasteurized, non-homogenized, grass-fed cows, small family farms. Um, The only thing better is if they started packaging in glass again, but you know that's not going to happen, right? Yeah, and then, you know, I'm telling you, man. Yep. You know, everything's flipping plastic. I mean, it's just... Leslie, that's the brand she gets, too. Oh, is it? Um, All right, cool. There is is a brand of milk that you can get in glass, and you you have a deposit on the glass, and you return it, you get the deposit back and all that. So it does exist, but it's not easy to find or get. Now, here's an interesting thing from, I think Chris put this up there. Reportedly, Trump and Biden both got COVID shots and boosters, which caused dementia. So how about a candidate who hasn't gotten a single shot? COVID mRNA shots caused dementia. Yeah, I mean, this is a, here's an argument, another argument that, you know, for Bobby Kennedy. I don't believe he took any of the shots. Yeah. Pretty sure he didn't. But, uh, you know, it's a mixed bag, isn't it, out there? Yes, sir. Uh, Leslie is the only one in the family that likes blue cheese. Oh, it's so good on steak or, or on, on hamburgers. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to make a burger without it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it was really that good. I got this, this mm-hmm. organic, it's uh, better than bouillon. I I'm, I swear by yeah, better than that. bouillon. We have that stuff, yes. And there's a beef base one. And mm-hmm. so I took a big old scoop of that and I threw that in with the hamburger, you know, yeah. and, and mixed it all up and put a bunch of minced garlic in it and Redmond real salt <laughs> and just, nice. and just, just, you know, uh, cook put some, some burgers in it. If you're not going to ground up some liver, put some pluck in it, and then um, crumble the blue cheese on that with the organic mayo. Which I'm not. I still haven't done yet. I know. I know. There's. We've been talking about it, but I. I did buy a a, a small jar of mm-hmm. the avocado oil, and it still had that avocado. I'm not going to use avocado oil because it just it has a flavor to it, and mm-hmm. you you know mayonnaise is made up of almost mostly oil. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's obvious that, that the, the, te- the flavor of the oil is super important when you're, when you're doing this, because it's, it's, if you don't like the flavor of the oil, then you got to figure out how to cover up the flavor of the oil. And then it's like, what's the point mm-hmm. now you're, now you're sitting there throwing stuff in there and trying to, you know, cover up something. So it's like, I want to find an oil that, that truly is, is neutral. Mm-hmm. Avocado ain't it. Wow. So I'm going to have to play around. But um, anyway, yes, I know. I'm hungry, too. I got to go. <laughs> I uh, Maybe that's why I'm saying it, but I'm ready to go eat. What are you eating today? What, what, what's, what, what do you eat when you're there? Um, you know, I don't know, honestly. I, I've got to figure that out. I think. 
I'm usually this. the one that finds you the the killer place to go to eat. So well, where are you? You're in Chandler. Chandler. Uh, if there's an organic thing down here, otherwise I'll probably head up to, uh, you know, the the Giving Tree tonight for dinner after the event. But yeah, I don't know definitively yet. So let's see here, Chandler. How about let's see what we find out here. Um, Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, uh, the Uprooted Kitchen. That's closed until 10 a.m. tomorrow. Never oh, mind. That's probably a breakfast uh, lunch place. There's then. a place called, uh, no, that's salad. You probably want to do more than just salad. Hmm. There is that place, um, that Italian place, remember? We were talking about that yesterday. Joe's Farm and Grill. Joe's Farm and Grill. Farm to table. Great organic food. This is a review here. They're open until mm -hmm. 9 p.m. Let's see what we got here. Where are they at here? They are... Uh, they're in Gilbert, actually. How far is that from Chandler? I don't know. I don't think it's far. Yeah? Well, let's hit the map here and see what it says about Gilbert. That sounds like a good option, perhaps. Gilbert, Arizona... Looks like I am currently slowly trying to figure it out. 13 minutes away, 6.4 miles. Let's see. Yeah, here. That's an option. Is it organic? Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Focus on it. Find the best quality ingredients source locally when possible. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how strict it's going to be here. Sounds like people might start. There are they starting to show up? Well, it's the, there's a school here at this church, and you're hearing some of the kids doing their thing, buzzing around. Oh, okay, but yeah, but yeah, they tuck me in like a quiet media room where you kind of observe what's going on, and I'm just kind of in the fishbowl right now. Uh, so it's been a quiet, good studio away from studio, if you will, home away from home. So I'm gonna bug out to get outside to get some more sunshine between now and when the event starts and see what else I got to prep because I'm going to do a presentation. So I'm going to modify a, a shorter PowerPoint. Probably I still need to talk a lot about copper with this crowd because it's, you know, so much inflammation going on. So gotcha. That'd be, that'd be something I'm going to do in the interim as well, but yeah, I'll figure it out. But if, yeah, if you want to send me any of the links, if you think they look good, uh, Gilbert's not too far. I could hit that for dinner. That's fine too. So it looks like, it's a restaurant that's associated with a farm. Agrotopia Farm contains approximately 12 acres dedicated to permanent urban organic farming. So, but it doesn't, it doesn't actually, it might be like a farm to table type place. Yeah, but I'd be willing to try it. Yeah. Okay. I'll see what I can see. What yeah, I can send that to me and I'll, I'll make it, make that a higher on the priority list because tomorrow I'll be vegan. Yeah, that's right. Huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I've got. We're all quiet over on Rumble. Okay. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us silently. <laughs> and, Everybody uh, quiet. Yeah. People on uh, on X, on Facebook, on Twitch. And uh, for those of you that are listening to us after the fact on the podcast. 
And Melissa says she loved Shaq. Great guest. And I think Anthony was great too. I think if you guys... <laughs> Melissa loved Shaq. <laughs> Love Shaq. Love baby, Shaq, love baby. Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thanks, Leslie, for the kind words, as always. So enjoy the meal, whatever it might be, or if you're fasting, enjoy fasting. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you here in Chandler, Arizona. If you can come by the uh, Children's Health Defense event to see anecdotals. Uh, otherwise, uh, tomorrow at the uh, Element Jiu-Jitsu in Scottsdale, Arizona at 7 a.m. Uh, for a session I've never had of jiu-jitsu we'll see what happens and i might be mangled tomorrow by the time the air, i hit the air but we'll see what happens and uh then tomorrow from the giving tree restaurant in phoenix that'll be fun so mm -hmm. thank you all for being here please keep sharing the show don't assume because you know it that everybody else does most people don't N new episode of stay-at-home mom probably tonight if i can get to it okay just fyi so if you're if you're uh, subscribed to the podcast, um, you can expect that. Did you There's look at this one? I did yeah. see that on the list. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't open it up. She's 35 miles from now. I'm not 35 miles from Gilbert, so I'm a lot closer to to it than that. So, yeah. Joe's Farm and Grill. All right, check. All right, out. folks. All right. Have a good rest of the day, and we will be back tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. You